Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Here on that being said, it is our Sunday morning tradition that continues into the third episode of our ninth season. Welcome into the program, folks. Lots of things to talk about here today. And... As usual, it is, yes, watch me now. It is usual at this time of the season, we have kicked off indoor football season, at least in my league and champions indoor football. I want to give a quick recap on that as some of the folks that do listen to me for some crazy reason are indoor football fanatics as well. So I'm just going to cover a, a couple of things as far as that is concerned, uh, to start off the show. But lots of things to talk about. I want to get to Arizona because I talked to my good buddy, the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna, yesterday. As we had a lot of time together, as uh, I worked early in the morning, then I went and seen his place where he works. It's called the Katie. It's in downtown Dallas. Oh, beautiful place. Uh, let, let's just say I could live in just the amenities Hey, heck, that could even be the dog park. <laughs> this thing is immaculate. I'll talk about that a little bit later uh, with the uh, regarding the eagle eye. If you don't know who the eagle eye is, folks, uh, the eagle eye Bill Cerna is my play-by-play guy that we, or my color commentator when I do the play-by-play of the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team. Uh, and he, he's a great guy, um, but we talked about it. Plus, we're also indoor fanatics as well. Um, so, But uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But we were talking throughout the day, and we got onto this Arizona subject, and I want to talk a little bit about what he said. And it came to me as a, in a dream after we talked about it as my day. Started off at 4 o'clock in the morning yesterday, uh, going to do some work over, and then uh, then checking out the stadium for the Texas Revolution as they took on the the Dallas Marshals uh, at Fair Park Coliseum. Um, And then, of course, I got home, took care of some more league business before I crashed, and then wake up this morning to get where we are here today. So a big, long, busy day for Sonny, um, as you can as you can think here. I, I got a, I was up for like 21 hours, and for a guy like me, man, Sonny needs to sleep. He's not he's not good looking by any stretch, but but Sonny needs his beauty sleep. <laughs> but but I did get some sleep last night. But in the dream, it came I, it, it came to me in a dream about my opinion about Arizona. And the basketball program, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on uh, in the show. 
Um, the highest hype man himself, the fine co-host of this program, is getting the high and tight. He says that he should be in at around 10.30, 10.45, and uh, we'll, we'll see about that, whether or not that ends up happening or not. Uh, but believe me, I got stuff that we can go over, but I want to start with, with what I love. And, and folks, you got to understand what I'm all about. And uh, as far as you, you knew, we did the play-by-play for the Texas Revolution. Love doing that, by the way. And um, that having been said, I am a indoor football fanatic. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the indoor football games and the champions indoor football, that which is the league that I am actually the director of operations of. Good games yesterday. And I want to start in Wichita, or actually start in Salina, where Wichita was on the road to take on the Salina Liberty. Lots of talk about the Salina Liberty, whether they are the Salina Liberty, the Dodge City Law, or the Salina Dodge City Law Liberty. I don't know. Everybody's talking about it, you know, snooze you lose. That's my personal opinion. But that having been said, the Liberty and Force took stage on Pluto TV, by the way, folks. You want to catch champions indoor football, go to Pluto TV. Okay, there's going to be two games on Pluto TV next week. And uh, so you can check out the league that I'm associated with. But in the game, and I wish I, I, I mean, I got to see bits and pieces of this game because I had Pluto TV on my phone. I'm trying to watch the game, getting messages all through the thing, and, and going back and forth. So, But you, when you talk indoor football, you talk usually high-scoring games. This one here was a defensive masterpiece. And the only reason why I say that is, is that the Liberty got the victory 17-15. to 15. Now, folks, in a game where you usually average in between 60 and 80 points, this game only had two points scored in it. And, and that, those are crazy numbers, by the way, which tells me when I go back and I will be watching it, it tells me that this was a defensive masterpiece on both sides of the field for Wichita, as well as the Salina Liberty. So watch out for that. I mean, I, I mean, I can't go into details because I have not watched the game, and parts of the games that I did watch, I was very impressed with the penetration to the quarterback for both teams. So uh, get, now, the game that I attended, because – I live down the street from these teams that, you know, I don't get on planes with me being the director of operations of champ and go to other facilities and check out games unless I can drive to them, which means that I am limited to the Dallas-Fort Worth area or if I decide to get on a Greyhound and go down and watch the Amarillo Venom, which I actually do plan on doing this year because I'm not going to drive to Amarillo. I'm going to let someone else do it while I sit and watch TV on a Greyhound or uh, play on the phone or, you know, play on the internet during that time. That's what I'm going to do. So that having been said, that game last night at Fair Park 
Stadium turned out to be a great game to watch. I mean, this game had everything in it. It had fumbles. It had interceptions. It had onside kicks. It had missed field goals. I mean, anything that you can possibly think of, this game had it. And it was exciting. And it's the reason why this game that I attended is the reason why I love indoor football. Hell, I, you know, I didn't care who won this game. And the reason being, number one, crosstown rivals right here. One team is in Frisco, Texas, and the other team is in Dallas. I mean, we're talking 25 miles max away from each other. Awesome stuff. So the back and forth between the cross rival and they both moved stadiums. Okay, the Texas Revolution was in the Allen Event Center. Now they're over in Allen. Now they move over to Frisco. They're playing over in the Dr. Pepper Arena. The Dallas Marshals, they were in the Mesquite Arena. And now they are at Fair Park Coliseum. So a little bit of the same going on for both teams. But this rivalry, and like I said, it had everything. If you were there a little early, you've seen some of the – the you know the back and forth between the teams you know which sometimes I think is healthy. So I mean it literally had everything. So when this game was played, the first quarter I couldn't pay a lot of attention to because I was doing some league business and things of that sort. But after that, I can't even say about the first quarter except I looked up on a couple of uh, – uh, actually, I watched the first drive of the Dallas Marshals, and they looked like they were going to take off with this thing. And they got up 13 nothing at one point, and then it was 13-7. So they got off to a quick start against Texas Revolution, the defending champions of this league. And they had to go to it. Not only that, I told you about everything. It also included overtime. And in overtime where the Texas Revolution drove the ball down the field, got into the end zone, but missed the extra point. And then the Dallas Marshals get the ball, you know, because they get the chance to score as well, roll down the field. They score the touchdown, but they make the extra point. That's the one-point difference in last night's game. As the Marshals are 1-0, the Revolution are 0-1, the Liberty are 1-0, and the Wichita Force 0-1. Close games. Two games decided by three points. And in indoor football. And, and when I talk about indoor football and this league, I, and, folks, I go back. I go back to the Arizona Rattlers when they first started up over in Arizona where I lived and along with the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna. Um, he was over there in Arizona as well watching these games as well. Uh, I didn't even know Bill Cern until I moved to Texas, but we were both at the same stadium every single game until we moved over into Texas, and then we found the local football, and that's where we're at now. But when you talk a total of three points from two games are the difference, is the reason why I like this league. Now, there's the Indoor Football League, there's the AFL and everything else. The competition and the actual uh, – play out on the football field. The parody in this league sometimes amazes me. And this is a fine example of the parody that happened last night over at Fair Park. 
So you want to get up on board, check out Champions Indoor Football. You can check it over on Pluto TV. So watch out for that. I mean, football season is not over. I mean, we can talk about the the NBA or the NFL. You know, oh, you know, Super Bowl's over now. There's no no more football. You're just not paying attention. Indoor football is alive and well. So make sure you get an opportunity. I watch I watch a lot of indoor football each and every season. I watch every game in Champions Indoor Football. Sometimes I'll even watch the other leagues if they got a game on and I can see it. That's how much I love this game. So, you know, Sonny loves the NFL, but if I had my choice, I'd be right here. Living the dream, I guess they say. Well, here we are on Sunday morning. It is that being said. It is the Sunday morning tradition that continues here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, the, the actual uh, things that are going on, in the game, I hold on. I got a, I got a message from Todd. He's evidently listening. He said, um, "Couldn't see the game at, at Dallas, absolutely, um, and things of that sort." There's a lot of things as far as the league is concerned, and we'll the, the, some of those things will be definitely if, you know have a little talk about as far as that is concerned. So, but good games last night. If you could have seen, you know, could have seen them. Uh, but one was on Pluto. The other one just had some problems over at the stadium. And uh, But it is what it is. Now, that having been said, there's lots of talk out there. And I want to talk about this because it, it's one of those things that I go back in history. And, and I this came to me last night. Now, I spent a lot of time with the eagle-eyed Bill Cerner yesterday. And we were talking, well, of course, we get together, we start talking sports and everything, and he's an Arizona guy. He's a, he's a wildcat, I'm a sun devil. And um, the thing going on right now with Sean Miller, I want to talk about this because I find it very interesting. Now, before I, you know, folks, you got to, they don't call me the hardest working man in sports radio for, for a reason. Okay, and there is a reason because I had to do some editing today because I had got the I, I wanted this I wanted everybody to hear Sean Miller and his statements that he made. Okay, and now I want you to know I worked really hard. There was so much editing that came with this uh, track I'm going to play here. All right, so I, I want you to know that uh, you know filters and everything else that I had to do to get this out so you can hear it. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play this. This is, this is Miller, Sean Miller, talking about Arizona. And, again, thank, you can thank Sonny Clark for getting this statement and got all the filters out and everything. I want you to take a, take a listen to this. Let's hear, hear this. This is Sean Miller about his statement, whether or not he paid a player $100,000 or just pay the player in general. I have never knowingly violated NCAA rules while serving as head coach of this great program. I have never paid a recruiter prospect or their family or representative to come to Arizona. I never have and I never will. 
I have never arranged or directed payment or any improper benefits to a recruit or prospect or their family or representative, and I never will. Okay. Now, that's Sean Miller talking about his program at Arizona. Head coach of the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, now, what I'm talking about, you knows how nice and clear that came out. I mean, I, I had to – there were so many problems getting the filter and getting it out I, I, because I want you to hear how hard I work for you here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Todd, you'll appreciate this because it'll show how hard I work because the filter and everything else I had to do to get this to where you can hear it. Take a listen. I have to what never I knowingly violated NCAA rules while serving as head coach of this great program. I have never paid a recruiter prospect or their family or representative to come to Arizona. I never have and I never will. I have never arranged or directed payment or any improper benefits to a recruit or prospect or their family or representative, and I never will. So you see how much work I did to bring you that pause where you can hear it, okay? A lot of work. They don't call me the hardest working man in sports radio for a reason, right? I'm sorry. All I got to do is go back. And go into history about adamant craziness of, you know, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. How many steroids guys have we done? Uh, in front of Congress, Rafael Palmero saying that he did not take steroids. Not only that, pounded the table. I did not take, okay, he pounded the table. Adamant. Guess what? Literally, the next day, story breaks that he, I think it was either next day or two days later. Yeah, there's a story that he did. Yeah. How about the guy who was adamant for years? I mean, years. The gold medalist bicyclist. Guys. I mean, for years, this guy, I, ne- I, I never took steroids. Really? I, I'm a, and this guy, I, I guy, he did it for years where he says that he didn't do it. The doping going on. What's that guy's name? I mean, the, the cyclist, the guy's name slipped my mind. Lance Armstrong, that's who it was. Popped in my head. Sometimes that happens with something. It just pops in my head. Lance Armstrong, this guy was adamant for years. How about how about this one, guys? Okay, the president of the United States. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. This is what it reminds me of, guys. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to play this over again because it's so important. Because I want you to listen to this guy. Listen I to have this never statement. knowingly. Violated NCAA rules while serving as head coach of this great program. Never, never. He never did it, guys. Never. Lance Armstrong, Rafael Palmero, President of the United States. I have never never knowingly 
violated NCAA rules while serving as head coach of this great program. I have never paid a recruiter never. prospect or their family or representative to come to Arizona. I never have and I never will. I have never arranged or directed payment or any improper benefits to a recruiter or prospect or their family or representative, and I never will. Yeah, he never did it, guys. He never, ever did it. And let's find out what the co or the host of Way in Sports Talk has to say. The good old boy himself from Georgia. It is. Brian Good morning, my friend. Good to hear from you. Good morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, if you're innocent, you don't need to prove to people you're not. You just, you know, you just, you just move on and you just say next, you know. But yeah. but he said never knowingly. I yeah, mean, knowingly. Use all these different words. You never use never. <laughs> never use never. Never. It's like it's like, it's like it's like I never cheated on this wife. You know, it's like, really? So, so you're saying you've cheated with another wife then? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, hey. yeah, look, where there's smoke, there's fire, Sonny. Let's be honest. This guy is not clean, and if your name's coming up in that kind of stuff, you knowingly did it. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, you knew who's getting paid. You may not have been over it, but you knew it. It was communicated to you. You got the players you wanted as a head coach. The guy's lying, and you're right. Everybody that says never was lying their ass off. So. Hey, listen, there's also another thing to take from this as well. With the history that goes on, when someone is that adamant about it, there's something to add. Now, I'm going to say something. I said it on the show last week. I don't know if it – I don't believe Coach K as far as she can pick him up and throw him. And I, I, listen, I'm a Duke fan, guys. I love this guy. But – he he may not necessarily know how much one person got just put the guy in front of me, but he knows what's going on that makes him just as guilty as anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm calling out Coach K this morning on Sunday morning. On that being said, here on our third program, program of the ninth season, and I stand behind it. And every single big-time Division One team does it, whether it's basketball and football. Now, I don't know about baseball or hockey. I won't get into that because I, I won't say it, but I think it's going on there as well. It's the money makers, Sonny. It's the programs yep. that bring the most money, and and that's who gets paid, football and basketball. That's it. I mean, I'm sure baseball, yep. it goes around a little bit, but I'm going to tell you about this. You look at Duke. You, you, It's funny that you mentioned Coach K. I think he's crooked, too, and, yeah, and yeah. I think he got jealous because Coach Cal from Kentucky was – Calipari was getting all the one-and-done guys. He wouldn't do it. Duke always had good players, and they had seniors and, and things that made them good. Now they're getting the one-and-done guys. How did Duke sign four out of the top six – players. You think and it was the because they're Duke or because they wrote the damn check? That's why I have to, I'm telling you. I know. And, I know. And, and folks, I got someone in the uh, in the um, on set. I want him to hear I want him to hear the actual not the filtered one I came up with for you, but I want him to actually hear the original statement gave by Sean uh, uh, Sean Miller out of Arizona. Cuervo, take a listen to this, and I'll bring you in. I have listen, never Cuervo. knowingly violated NCAA rules <laughs> while serving as head coach of this great program. 
I have never paid a recruiter prospect or their family or representative to come to Arizona. I never have and I never will. I know he doesn't. I have never arranged or directed payment or any improper benefits to a recruit or prospect or their family or representative, and I never will. So, that having been said, let's bring him on in. It is clear for the fine calls of this program, a little late in the high tide. By Cuervo, I played you the uh, the, the filter, uh, the, the unfiltered uh, thing of it, not the actual one. How you doing this morning, my friend? Good, Sonny. How are you? And good to hear your voice as well, Brian. Oh, thank yeah, you. Brian. Good to hear yours. Yeah, so, so Cuervo, you, you heard the you heard the unfiltered. Uh, they, I, I'm not buying this. I, I mean, are you buying this? I mean, I go back to Rafael Parmero. I go back to Lance Armstrong. I go back to the President of the United States. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I know those are some good. Those are some great examples, Sonny. You know, if you really break down and pay close attention to how he said what he said, um, <laughs> you know. It, it, you have they have to they have to throw the word knowingly in there because if they don't yep. throw the word knowingly in there, they'll use it against him later on when whenever they do provide the evidence that proves him to be guilty of his transgressions, as they say. So that's that's why come on guys, everybody knows uh, you know, Sean Miller uh, you know, he knows what he did. But he can come out and just say, Yeah, I messed up. Yes, that's that's how everybody. That is that is the poll that guys use when they don't want to admit their mistakes, but at the same time they're not lying either, technically yeah. by law, because they're saying that they knowingly did not do it. So, Quervo, well, I, I think if he came out and said, you know what, I did it. I apologize. I was wrong. I'll never do it again. I think it would blow over him quick, and they would go attack everybody else. I think if you admit to something like this, uh, you, you may get fired, but but you're going to get another job somewhere. People want you to admit where you're wrong and apologize for it. That's all they want. But we're t- but but carving up on top of this, we're talking about a hundred thousand dollar payoff. And I bring hey, Cuervo. You're echoing. That's why I kind of muted you there for a moment. But I bring you back in. But that being said, you know, you're talking about $100,000 to a player, you know, so he may want to get that, but what about all the other players as well? But he said never, and that, that he's just opening the door for scrutiny for the rest of his career. Yeah, he said at Arizona, Cuervo. He said never at Arizona did I do this. Where else did he coach? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I've been looking at. Cuervo, you're on mute. Go ahead and unmute yourself. Yeah, no, I know, Sonny. I'm I'm in the truck coming uh, on my way home, but yeah, I mean that is it. That is another that is another point, Brian. Like I said, you break down the way he the way he, the statement was made. He said I never knowingly Arizona uh, paid players or paid a recruit. I mean, I think I think you would know if you wrote a check to somebody or not. I mean, he, unless unless you. Unless you drank with Jerry Jones when he paid Tony Robo the money that he paid, come on, I think you would know if you. Yeah, but you yeah, but check. yeah, but yeah, but guys, no coach is going to write a check or give the player money. You know, they're going to go through somebody else. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's where, that, that, I mean, he, 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 he's not lying. He did not pay the player. He didn't. He's right. But but he knew a head football coach or. Oh. Yeah. Wrong, wrong one. I'm sorry. I muted you at the wrong. I was trying to mute uh, Cuervo because he's getting the, the replay. I think it's his uh, Bluetooth that's bringing it. But you're right. He never said knowingly at Arizona. <laughs> and anybody who's listening, the first one they're saying, well, where else did you coach? Because it happened there. Um, because he didn't ever. See, he did come out and even say ever. But then again, you know, there, there are a lot of violations that are happening out there. And, yes, this is where it's coming from. It's coming from the boosters. It's coming from the sponsors. So he never knowingly did. But he just kind of let the boosters and the sponsors know who he's going after, and then then it falls upon them. And that's where the, the NCAA really drops the ball here on trying to figure out or trying to prevent this kind of thing from happening within the system that they got going on. There are too many loopholes. There's too many open doors for anybody, Cuervo, to jump through and go ahead and get the guy they want. Well, say the problem. Well, I wouldn't say it's a problem, but the the challenge that the NCAA has is really. I mean, you, when you look at it, they're going after all the big fish, guys. They're going after Calipari. They're going after Coach K. They're going after Sean Miller at Arizona. I mean, who's to say they don't bring Jim Beheim from from Syracuse into this mess? Even though I think it's this guy's already been busted too. Yeah, Alabama and Auburn. Yeah, I mean, all the yeah. Bruce Pearl is one of the biggest ones. Sorry to tell you, Brian, but I would know. In a well, I'm glad he is. You know what? I, I would rather cheat and win the SEC than do it right and suck. So I'm glad we cheated. <laughs> well, you, and, and, and again, you, you got your blinders on if you, Cuervo, if you don't think this happened in college football either. Oh my God! It's I, I, had, I had people arguing with me, guys. Cuervo and Sonny, people were. I told them football was much more corrupt, and they're like, "No, no, basketball is much worse." No way! Oh, you're talking God. about, you you're talking about a hundred thousand dollars to a player in basketball. You're talking about two fifty to five hundred thousand in football. There's a big difference Easily. there in revenue. I mean, they 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 buy houses here in Southern California for guys who play college football. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like, yeah, 100000 bucks is chump change. Yep. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to put this out there as well. As far as that, I blew the lid off of this years ago right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Folks, this is a real simple thing. These guys that come out and go to these programs, they don't have a pot to piss in in the first place. Okay? And then Des Bryant shows up over at Oklahoma State with a 10 thousand dollar diamond earring now folks listen someone's getting benefit from someone and 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 i brought this up to the ncaa i and and they they just laughed in my face but folks this is what goes on the the david wells's of this world these low sneaky grass guys and not only that, the guys that are providing the money, they're getting their cut too, Cuervo. So everybody's making money. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, and I remember that. I remember the uh, the phone call when you called Oklahoma State, and they, they yep. wanted nothing to do. They wanted nothing <laughs> to do with your phone call. I mean, 
They, I, I remember they kept asking, "Who are you again?" It's like you're just avoiding the, <laughs> you're avoiding the question, you're avoiding the whole conversation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I can't believe it, Brian, that actually there's people out there that actually believe that college football is is, <laughs> is uh, less corrupt or, or you know, there's less money being thrown around. I mean, the bowl games alone, okay, the bowl games alone. Probably more money than the whole March Madness, uh, uh, you know, program or however you want to say it. Uh, the bowl games alone probably make more money than than March Madness altogether. Which, which by the way, is a big, big number. And, and we're not just talking about the money that the sponsors give the team to come and play. We're talking about more money uh, that is way beyond everything else that is out there. So. You know, it, you know, the, the teams get a certain amount of money to go play and everything else. That's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to corruption or anything else. Now, listen, I, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that it doesn't happen or I think it's, and I, I'm even going to put it out there more so than it's wrong. Now, if you want to go by the letter of the law, which you have to really go by, okay. The NCAA, colleges and everything, have to go by those rules, whether or not they believe in them or not, or, or more importantly, whether or not they follow them. That's a totally different monster than what is actually going on. So you, when you look at the saying as a whole, we know what's going on, and then you've got to ask the question. Now, I've heard this question asked many, many times before, Cuervo, and I'll ask you. You know what's going on. How much are you going to be willing to put up with well, again, I mean, it, it, like I said, I mean, the, it, it's, it does. It, it, it depends on how far are they willing to go, how far are they willing to dig. I mean, this is, if I'm not mistaken, guys, I think this is an FBI-level investigation yes. where, like, the FBI yes. is starting to get involved now. So, really, there's, there's no limit to how, how far they're willing to go. But like I said earlier, they're going after the big fish. So they're really yep. going to have to be on top of their game because these guys, uh, they don't get to where they're at uh, in their coaching careers without knowing how to, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, hide some stuff, if you get what I'm saying. So yeah, knowing it, the it's going to be – yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I'm, it, let, let's, let's be real. These guys probably know people within the NCAA – they probably have people working with them within the NCAA. Yep. That's why a lot of times when these investigations come out, oh, we couldn't find anything. All right, well, on to the next, uh, you know, topic of discussion within the NCAA. And, and it just gets, you know, like Brian said, it just kind of gets swept under the rug and we forget about it and, and we move on with uh, with our lives. So that's, that's what you're dealing with here is when – when you're when you're going after these big name guys, you know it's easy to go after uh, like like an Avery Johnson at Alabama or you know other programs like that. But when you're you're talking about these dudes that have been doing this for for twenty some odd years, like a Calipari and and then like you know, Coach K and uh, you know these other these other big fish, it, good luck because I guarantee yeah. they've got people helping them out internally. Without question. Now, let me ask you this. Now, folks that don't know, Sonny Clark is a crazy minor league sports guy. Do you think that this movement right here and what's going on right now, 
I think the benefactor of this whole thing, especially in basketball, the D League. Well, they call it the G League because Gatorade is the sponsor. But the developmental league, uh, it, I think it, oh, it's going to open the door for a lot of other – because those guys get paid. So at least they're getting their paid, and they're getting paid the right way. They're getting paid by the team and everything else. So they're in a development. Do you think that opens the door for more people and more players to actually walk through the D-League doors more so than college basketball now that this is beginning to hit? You know, honestly, Sonny, not as much as you think. Um, there are going to be guys that I think will go to the D-League. But, uh, you know, thanks to our favorite father uh, of of recent memory, Mr. LeVar Ball, I think a lot of guys mm-hmm. are start going overseas now, too. That's so that's point, something too. to watch out for. That's That's what I see. A lot of guys going overseas, trying to make it over there. And, uh, you know. That that's that's what I see happening, and I think, I think you know Brian made a comment in, on his uh, Wayne Sports uh, Facebook page, and I think he I think he's on to, you know, the fact that I think the era of the one and done is starting to die away, now that this is happening, and and you know because that's why a lot of these guys do what they do. It's 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 a deal that they make with these coaches. Hey, you play for me for one year. This is what I'm going to do for you. All right, coach, you got it. I'm coming to Duke. I'm coming to Kentucky. I'm coming to Arizona, whatever the case may be. So, to me, it, it's you know, it's a it's a handshake, uh, not an empty one. And I think those days are starting to they're, they're going to go away. I think I think they're done now that this is all coming out. And, and you want to know what, Cuervo? The this this kind of scandal. I guess if that's what you want to call it, I mean, that's what everybody is going to call it. Um, this kind of scandal, it, it really affects the, the schools. Now, and, and I just see a lot of different things happening involved with this. Um, whether or not you believe that the sponsors, the boosters have anything to do with it, you can wear your blinders. You can go ahead and do that. You can feel good about yourself if that makes you feel good. But I'm going to tell you right now, as far as those kind of things, this is really simple, Cuervo. Are you ready for this? I'm going to hit a button. Can we talk? Can we talk? Here we go. John Calipari is in a lot of trouble, Cuervo. And I'm going to, and the, the guy that is the king of the one and dones, okay, you don't think for a second that this guy is going to take it in the short here on this deal. Yeah, can we talk? This one's going to – he's going to go down big time. And notice how quiet this guy's been. And with the allegations on how this happens, the one and done, get you some money here in college, we'll get you through, we'll, we'll pay off your tutors, we'll do all this stuff. Yes, and I believe it. Yes, and you could be mad at me. Sonny, you're, you're, you're a pessimist. No, this is the reality. Why, Cuervo, is we've seen this all over the place. You think Calipari is going to go down? Talk. Sir, are you asking if, if I think Calipari is in trouble, Sonny? Yeah, I think he's going down. I think, and not only that, Cuervo, I think he's going to go down like the Titanic because this right here is something tells me, and you can call me conspiracy couch, Cuervo, 
something tells me this story broke for a reason. And it's not just the Arizona one or anything. I bet you the one and done of what's going on with Kyle Perry and all those guys that he's been pushing through to get to the NBA, that there is a lot of stank on that thing right now, Cuervo. I believe it. Big time. What? I believe there's well, something. Well, I heard it was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. It, it, it's terrible. Well, I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the findings from an investigation that started back in back in, I think, this last summer or something like that. So we're just now getting the results, I guess, of the investigation that, that occurred months ago. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think this is them saying that it's not that he's going down. He's already He's already there. It's just a matter of just collecting evidence and presenting the case of, hey, this is what happened, and, uh, you know, here's the proof. So yep. that's, that's I mean, like with Sean Miller. I mean, yeah, they say what they say, but where's the proof at? And, and yep. I think that's, that's, their, that's their stance on it is, I mean, you know, I, I can tell you I – I went and murdered somebody last night, but if, if there's no proof, then I guess I didn't murder anybody. So that's, you know, that's the law. You know, you guys can say whatever I want, but if there's no proof, then my word means nothing. And here's the, here's another thing. I'm, as this is going on, and I'm actually taking the time to think about what's going on regarding this whole situation, John Calipari, all these other things that are going on, and you know, we think this is big in basketball, how much it's going to fall and what kind of effect it's going to have on the major football programs because it's going to, it's going to take a hit. And sooner or later, and, and you, you want to know what? Here's the reality of the situation regarding the basketball. Hey, can we talk? It's about the guy that's probably singing that has immunity through the whole thing, and I believe it's probably happening. Rick Patino, now that he's got busted in up on this stuff, he this guy's been a quiet guy. I wonder what kind of deal he's cut with the feds so he doesn't take the take the you know, go down with the ship, so to speak. Well, is he's not coaching anymore though, right? Am I right on that side? No, or is he still I, No, he he was coaching when it happened. He had to turn the program over to somebody else. Oh well. In that, that case, the, yeah, he. If anybody's going down, it's it's Patino. It's Patino because he doesn't have his job now. So it's kind of like oh, we're just gonna go ahead and, and uh, you know we're gonna um, we're gonna make sure you don't ever come back. So that's he's gonna that's sing like a canary, Cuervo. This guy's gonna sing like a canary because he he's gonna get. He's got the feds on him, well, and you. Know, he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut an immunity deal. I ain't, I ain't spending two minutes in jail. But you're right, Cuervo. This is going to destroy a reputation that a lot of people looked at Rick Pitino as a guy, as you know, at one point the savior of uh, uh, college basketball and what he means to the college uh, basketball programs throughout the country. I, I mean. Let's if we're really going to be honest about this, honey. If you're Rick Pitino, do you blame him? Do you no. Know? 
if you're gonna bring if you're gonna bring me down, I'm the one with no. Uh, you cut out. For this. Say what and, you. Hey, you just cut out there. State that last statement you said because I I didn't hear it at all. No, yeah. So what I was saying, Sonny, is is basically, you know, he lost his job because of, uh, you know, things that were being accused uh, towards him. Um, and honestly, I mean, if 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 he's if he's gonna lose his job over it, but yet nobody else is, uh, I, I'm not. If I'm Rick Pitino, I'm not cool with that. So that's why I'm saying yeah. I don't blame him. If he does, if he like you said, sings like a canary, um, I, I, I'd be honest. I would, I would consider doing the same thing because if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna lose my job, and yep. and, and my reputation is gonna get ruined, but, but you're gonna save everybody else. Hell no, everybody. Look out for number one, baby. Look out for number one, and yeah, you know, it's you know, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like we said, college football. It's gonna take it. It, it. This is gonna, this is gonna be amazing. What happens in college football? Because this story comes up. I, I think I also find it very interesting the timing of this story, Cuervo. The timing of this story is really suspect. Right before March Madness, we're, we're kicking into this story. It, it, there, there's some hurt feelings somewhere along the way uh, because of the timing and everything. But you know, I even go back to what I said last week which no one could call into the show. Thank goodness we got that big. Um, you know, as far as that's concerned, you, you look at everybody involved. I think also the government at the same time, they want to know, you know, this money's going out. They didn't get their cut. I think the government has a lot to do. And of course, that's why the, I think that's why the feds are involved in reality is the government didn't get their cut of something. Probably. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, put it past past them, Sonny. I mean, it's you know they want everybody wants their share, and when they don't get their share, okay, yep, that's fine. I'm gonna <laughs> like you said, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing. Sing <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. And so. Take my boat down. That's right. Come on, disaster. And he won't be working no more. That's what all this is going to be going on. And it is. And it's going to be a fight. I can't wait because the fallout of this is amazing, Cuervo. Like I said, starts with basketball, goes to football. I, again, I'm not going to comment on hockey or college uh, baseball, but if it's happening on these ones, happening there, it's more the fact that, you know, money talks, bullshit walks, and that's what we got going on here. It, it, you don't get you don't get six of the eight of the top recruits without having a little money involved with it. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I get it. Some guys they may have the silver tongue when it comes to talking to parents and kids and recruiting and all that stuff. But uh, but this is this is also a business. It's also a business, Sonny. So that's you know, businesses money is involved. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so that that story comes out. You know, the the story out of Arizona. You know, it, the more I think about it, the more he, he, he just instead he should have just came out and said, "Yes, I did it," because it, 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 it's exactly the opposite 
of what he is. And again, I'll remind you of Raphael Parmero, Lance Armstrong, and the President of the United States. And that that's what I got from that whole thing. I don't believe for a second. I think he's lying through his teeth. And, and it should surprise absolutely. But if anybody who keeps track of sports or any of that should not surprise anybody. Now, that having been said, I want to get over to something. Uh, because on cell phones are amazing for us all. Um, I, I yes, they are. These, I, yeah, I, I get these. Uh, audio things and live uh, live first takes, and I'm listening to something, and I want to go back. Uh, I, I forget when it was because we were dealing with a lot of stuff. But Stephen A. Smith, okay, and, and I don't know if you heard this, maybe you didn't. You know, Stephen A. He hangs out in our archives, guys, and he comes up with great takes. Usually, a year or two later that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But that having been said. He made a statement the other day, and I found it amazing that ESPN has not jumped on this. And ESPN has got a – they have a reputation of suspending anybody. You look at someone differently, they'll suspend you. But Stephen A. Smith comes out and basically threatens KD. I mean – you know, I find this amazing. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, he comes out on first take, and evidently there is some bad blood out there among some of the oh, how do you say some of the people? I want you to listen to what he said, okay? And this is just me by going going off of it, and this is regarding um, the media and people and what's going on, and and. Stephen A. Smith, this is how he says. He says the sensitivity of these guys, and he's talking about NBA players, but he's specifically tar- targeting Kevin Durant, okay? He says the sensitivity these guys are showing that are making unnecessarily enemies, I am not one of them, okay? So he's talking about some of the things that the media is saying and the guys responding creating enemies. And, and But this is what he also says. He's got, I got too much love respect for these guys and who they are and what they mean to the community. Then he says, but lastly, I'll say this. You don't want to make an enemy of me. Now, Cuervo, this, and then, and not only that, after I heard it, I was like, I got to see it shows him where he's looking right into the camera, and he even says it. He says, I'm looking in the camera, and I'm going to say it again. You don't want to make an enemy of me. I'm not having it. I've done nothing wrong. Now, this goes back to Kevin Durant, who accuses an ESPN reporter of making stuff up. Okay, he doesn't identify that that ESPN guy, but for some reason, our buddy over at the uh, at the homeland of Disney, Stephen A. thinks it's him. Well, Sonny, I mean, I I don't see maybe I'm missing something. The only thing I could think of is the fact that. you know, when when Durant made the decision to go to Golden State, Stephen A. was extremely critical of his decision and said that it was a weak a weak move on his part. And you know, yep, honestly, that's what it's about the um, free agency. I mean, honestly, come on, Sonny. I mean, it's it's his opinion. So what? 
He thought it was a weak move. Okay, fine. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, for Durant yep. to take it that personally, that just proves Stephen A's point of how sensitive today's players are. Right. See, you know what I mean? Weak. So They're weak. They're weak. Exactly. Yes. So the fact that he cares so much about what Stephen A said, that proves his point that these guys are weak. You know, yeah. LeBron's the same way. You know, he gets criticism left and right, you know, and he's just like, eh, whatever. You got to go back to the same lives you were living before, whatever. Okay, fine. That's that's cool. You're just going to throw it in our face that we're, we don't make $100 million like you do. All right, you arrogant prick, whatever. But, <laughs> you know, um, and I very rarely say words like that on this show, but I thought it was necessary <laughs> when we talk about LeBron. Yeah. But anyway, yes. yeah. um, uh-huh. You know, that's 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 just proving his point, Sonny. So Durant really, to me, has no argument. He's he's proven Stephen A's point for him. So yep. I mean, I I, I really find it interesting that Stephen A. I mean, this guy's been suspended before. It's not like this guy hasn't been. I'm surprised ESPN. That's true. Did, you know, ESPN. You want to talk about sensitivity? I mean, ESPN. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, I mean, they got guys going right and left there. They're definitely – but Stephen A definitely just kind of calls him out on a threat. I, now, granted, I normally don't agree with Stephen A. Normally, this guy's a blowhard, and I don't even like listen to him. I tried to listen to his show coming home from work one day. I just had to turn the channel. I just, I, I, just, I just can't – I just can't get it. But I think he's right. The sensitivity, of, and this goes, and this goes back to what we're talking about. You know, that's why you can't judge today's players compared to Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, all to a certain extent, Kobe Bryant, because these guys, these new breed of players, they're too weak. They are too. They, yes, they, they are. don't know what hard basketball is about. They don't. And now we're in the day and age where we got to worry about hurting basketball players and athletes' feelings. Now, I, how, I got, how do you I say it, Sonny? It, I, how do you say it hurt their feelings? <laughs> oh, hurt their feelings. Yeah, it's, it, it's, oh, my gosh. It, 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 it's so horrible today that you have criticism of somebody in a profession. Now, obviously, I call it a profession, but people that are in the profession, like Stephen A, media, it, it, to a certain extent, we, okay, this is what we do. This is what sports talk's all about. And if you don't have thick skin, you're not going to last long in this business. I, I mean, oh, God, and LeBron, no. LeBron's one of them, too. Yes, he is. That's why I mentioned him. Yep. It, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, hell, Sonny, his, his sensitivity is so bad that he got half of his team traded away. That's yeah. how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's a prime example of today's athlete, especially, especially in the NBA. The NBA is is it's bad when it comes to that. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry, yes. but today's basketball athlete, whatever you want to call them, and that's that's the worst. I mean, you got your share in the NFL too, but the NBA has got to be the worst. I mean, it's just yeah. so 
Like, oh, what do you mean I'm not worth $100 million? I'm offended. Like, come on, yeah. really? And uh, So that, uh, that's what you're doing. Friend, a, friend, a friend of the program, Todd Mensi, comes out and says, and how's that trade working out for you there, Clay? Cleveland? Absolutely right. That having been said, we got to go into our mm-hmm. first break. We're at the end of the first hour. We're going to come back in about five minutes. We'll get back into We'll talk about $100 million. Of course, if you're reading anything in the news, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I guess we'll enlighten you. When we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is the Sunday morning that tradition that continues today. We'll take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5 Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5 Star HVAC Contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5 Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. 
What makes Fit Body Bootcamp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Bootcamp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, we're moving into the second hour of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, along with the fine co-host of this program, Cuervo, in our ninth season. How about our amazing third show in our ninth season? Last week on the Couch Potato Sports Show, couldn't get in the fine co-host of this program or the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna, who was trying to join us for the Arizona talk we were having. That having been said, last week we talked a little bit about Mr. Kirk Cousins. Now, granted, this story's been rolling out there for a while now, Clairvo, uh, but Kirk Oh, I just lost the fine co-host of this program. Not sure what happened. So hopefully he'll get back in and get his cuts at Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins, scheduled to be one of the first Million-dollar guy. Will it happen? I think anybody in their right mind. I mean, we talk about the money that is being thrown around in sports for average guys. And I'm talking about the guys from the NBA. I mean, we're talking about average guys who don't getting paid millions of dollars. Now, granted, they're supposedly supposed to get this because of the uh, the uh, what do you call it the uh, collective bargaining thing that's going on and all that. Hey, they get their money great, but in football terms, talking about a guy that is on track or reportedly going to get a million dollars from someone. That having been said, Kirk Cousins, a hundred million dollars from someone? Are we nuts? I mean, I, I mean, I watched the guy play, and I think, and we've actually defended Kirk Cousins on this show. The guy has nobody to throw the ball to. Just imagine what he could have done with someone to throw the ball to. Just imagine if he had some weapons. And I'm going to retract this a little bit because I was thinking to myself when I think about the greats of today. I'm not going to go back to 
I'm not going to go back to Terry Bradshaw. I'm not going back to, you know, you know all these guys that, you know, Joe Montana, although Montana to a point could do it, but today's guys, and I'm talking about Peyton Man. I'm talking about Drew Brees. I'm talking about, um, I just got a Tom Brady, Drew Brees, um, you know, Peyton Manning. These guys, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers were in Washington. Do you think we'd be talking about the guy not having weapons? No, because Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Brings guys out of Bolivian who who wouldn't make it on any other team. I mean, Wes Welker. I mean, look at Tom Brady, who he's throwing the ball to today. We talked about it on the show. He really only had one guy throughout his career there in New England to throw to. That was Randy Moss, the Hall of Famer himself. But really, making names from nobody. Pierre Gerson, folks. If you heard of Pierre Garçon before he got to Indianapolis and before he caught some balls from Peyton Manning, I, I, I'll admit it, I'd never heard of the guy before then. Kirk Cousins is scheduled to probably get $100 million, and he can't carry Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers' jock. Guys, this one, this one is such a no-brainer. And this is the reason... Why Washington? Now, Washington tripped into this excuse. They didn't do this thinking, ah, that, you know, Washington tripped into this thing. If they had the right guy, for starters, to make them even bigger, this Sean Jackson's one. I remember I was talking, to they started naming off these wide receivers, the Sean Jackson. Really, if you think about it, it was the only one that had a pedigree, and that pedigree of being a punk, but he caught the ball. Outside of that, who cared? Who were these guys? No, I mean, really. So Kirk Cousins about ready to stab his wallet in his back pocket with $100 million. That tells me. If Kirk Cousins gets $100 million, and listen, Aaron Rodgers is in no rush to sign this contract extension that they're trying to work out for $100 million, and the Packers are trying to shove it down his face. He says, he says well, you know, I'm going to wait for a, a Kirk Cousins action signing here. I mean, really. And, and by the way, he's too classy to say it because Aaron Rodgers is that cl- classy. So I'm going to say it for for Aaron Rodgers. Can we talk? If, if he's worth $100 million, Kirk Cousins, I'm worth 120 You break the bank for an Aaron Rodgers. It is as simple as that. And Aaron Rodgers brings the – you take Aaron Rodgers away from the Green Bay Packers, you know who they are? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I said it. This team is nothing, and they proved it after he went down with injury. You know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at best. So you sell the farm 
for an Aaron Rodgers on your lineup if you're the Green Bay Packers. Packer, Packer, it comes up on our show a couple of years ago. You know, next man up, next man up. <laughs> yeah, but what happened to that quarterback position where, you know, quote, unquote, it's the next man up? You know, really, in reality. Hey, can we talk? Yeah, can we talk? Where, where, where was the Packer, Backer stand up, next man up mentality when you lost Aaron Rodgers? Oh, you didn't have him, did hey, Can we talk? Yeah, that's right. So I don't, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and, 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 and by the way, folks, there's a couple instances I kind of talked about this. I talked about with Tom Brady, I, to a certain extent, talked about this with Aaron Rodgers back in the year. We were talking about how great this guy is. And, and it, it, if he is smart, he's saying, wait until this guy signs. I want to know what this guy is, quote, unquote, worth. And that's looking out for And out of all the players – in the NFL right now at the quarterback position that deserves more money than Kirk Cousins, it's Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is not going to sign this contract before it's time. I will tell you right now, it will be a cold day in hell before Aaron Rodgers signs, before Kirk Cousins signs. He wants to know what he's worth. So I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of things as far as that is concerned moving on. Hey, yeah, we'll talk about – we're talking about this with Cuervo and what's going on. When he comes back, he's not getting the high and tight. He's just having breakfast with the wife. So, um, But he'll be back on here in just a moment. You're listening to the second hour of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's being brought to you every Sunday right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is the um, – Sunday morning tradition that is continuing. Now that, that having been said, a lot of other things going on as far as the word is concerned. By the way, when you when when we talk sports and we talk money, isn't it amazing the uncorrupt college football? Okay, I, I won't say that. <laughs> I, I can't even I can't say it without laughing myself. It's the, it's the funniest thing in the world. I haven't been said. Touched on Sean Miller earlier today. You know, this is a complete and utter joke. And if for some reason you think Sean Miller completely denying everything going on there, it's kind of crazy, watch out. By the way, in case you didn't know it, and Illinois, Illinois is in, is in a big, big, problem, whether it be the government and everything, but Illinois is trying to ban tackle football for kids 12 and under. What do you think about that? You know, I guess it's organized because you're never going to stop a kid from playing football in the backyard. But I guess organized tackle football and they're trying to get this pushed it through and they may get it done and this will set a precedent by the way Illinois is about to set a precedent and maybe in some people's eyes the right way in other ways you know their government and everybody else you know how many ex-governors were you know the governor of, in jail <laughs> 
So they're going to set a precedent on a different level in a different way. So what do you think about this no tackle before 12? And, and folks, if you go back and you listen to the experts, I'm talking about the experts that were, you know, shunned. I was going to do watch, watch the movie Concussion, look at the doctor. This guy was shunned, still being shunned to a certain extent. But now they're coming back to him and going, yeah, he's probably right. Guys, the, the 12-year-old brain is still a sponge. And if you want to harden the sponge, throw in concussions, throw in head injuries and things like that and, and on a consistent level. And I'm not even talking about just cracking heads. I'm talking about the heads hitting the back on the ground. These kind of things affects kids. Should it be banned? I, I'm going to leave my opinion to that, to myself, but Illinois state government is about ready to set a precedent. And if they do actually move this, how many other states are going to fall in line with this? Oh, you're going to have uh, uh, uproar, without question. I think that uproar is going to be everywhere. But can, can you imagine? I'm going to put this out there. I live in Texas, guys. Could you imagine them banning football? For 12-year-olds and under? You want to talk about throwing a monkey wrench in a system? You want to talk... The Texas football is a system that starts at a very young age. I've been out on the field watching 9- and 10-year-olds because my daughter's a cheerleader. I've been out there. You know, they're bad. Can't throw, can't catch, can't do any of it. They play on a hundred yard football field. It, it's funny. I'd be watching these little tykes, you know, playing on a hundred yard football field. You know, you would think you'd make it about half that size, so where at least it looks right. But uh, bad enough with grown adults on a hundred football, hundred uh, yard football field. Never mind throwing nine year olds, ten year olds. But. This one, this one will set a precedent. I think that, I, I, again, whether I think it's good, bad, or indifferent, I, I look at this as more as a parenting decision. But the problem is, and I'll, I'll even say it right here in the state of Texas, these parents, they're crazy. Sports football in Texas for kids, these parents are borderline lunatics. Every parent thinks their next kid's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Every parent thinks their next kid's going to be Randy Moss. Every kid, the next players, they're going to be the next Richard Dent. Every player, every parent. And their, and their kid can have no skills. But you could tell them that. And if you did, you'd probably hit their feelings. <laughs> but, but that's what it is. Can you imagine throwing a monkey wrench into what goes on here in Texas? There's other states as well. Florida. Florida is a mecca for football talent. Those two states alone could dry up football. I mean, every time I see a player, oh, he's from Texas, somewhere in Texas, or in Florida, somewhere in Florida. 
Alabama. They get the illusions of grandeur early. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. Um, I am going to take a quick telephone call because I do need to. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We will be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not Nye Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. 
It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Rego and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Sorry I had to do that. I had to take this call. It's league business, so I, I, I tried to prioritize that. I tried to put in the tried to get it done before the first set of uh, commercials were over. I had to roll over a little bit. But back to what we were talking about. We're here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and hopefully everybody's having a good weekend. Thanks for your patience doing that. We may end the show early because I'm dealing with an issue within the league, but that makes sense. Until that comes up, we're right here. That having been said, the New York Knicks fire Mike Jeffcoat. NBA news, this is big. And the reason being is, is this that market. That New York market is something to be said about it. There's something to be said. How big? And guess what? There's some guys that should be in line for that job, that job. Who is going to be the guy that is going to be the guy that needs to bring the New York Knickerbockers back to really, in reality, a contender? Make them liable. I mean, make them viable in this league. Can we please? Because there's something about a New York team being competitive and playing for something in every sport, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, or even hockey. It brings the whole thing. So watch out for that. I'm actually looking for that. James Harden. 
Is he your MVP of, of the National Basketball League? The NBA National Basketball Association? I I can't think of anybody else. Now, I was talking to a friend of mine. said, hey, a lot of it has to do with this counterpart. Yeah, but James Harden was a badass before he got there. He was in line to get the MVP last year, and it was Russell. Uh, by the way, Russell Westbrook. Hey, I, I, I want to tell you right now. He took a hit, a, a dirty hit the other night. Me, by far, am not a Russell Westbrook quote-unquote fan. I actually respect the guy's game. But I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan, per se. But Zsa should be suspended. And not only should he be suspended, he should be suspended for the year. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. This guy was looking to take him out. He was on the ground. He wasn't necessarily even near the play. And he fell on top of him after he heard him. You seen Russell Westbrook, and he's seen that he was reaching for it, and he went on it. This guy has no place. Basketball is a bad enough sport anyway. I can't hardly watch it, not because at one point I couldn't even watch it because of the talent. Now that I can watch it, I don't even like watching in case someone twists their ankle. It, it, it just makes me turn my head, cringe, even a twisted ankle. I have had eight. Uh, I've had eight broken ankles from twisting ankles. So I, I can't even watch it. But to have Josh do what he did, the punk that he is, by the way, I'll put that out there because this guy. Hey, sometimes you need that enforcer. Okay, back in the nineties, there were enforcers all day long, but those were hard hits. It wasn't dirty plays after a play. Jaja needs to be suspended. That play could have either put him out for a while, a season, or even his whole career. So Jaja, I'm I'm I. I, I am so mad at Zaza, and I'm not even, Pacholia, whatever you say. But I'm going to tell you right now, that was a dirty play. Blatant, utter, dirty play. And it has no place in this game. This game is bad enough on the ankles and legs, and you purposely fall on Russell Westbrook. That on a play you had nothing, this guy needs to be suspended. Without question. A dirty player that he is, and now, and this is not the first time that anybody thought that he was, you know, a, a dirty player. I'll even put it to the point that I, I thought I, I'm okay with it until this one happened. This one really pushed over the rest. Now, you know, you look at the whole situation and you see what is going on. But this this guy didn't need to do this. He plays for the Golden State Warriors, the best team in basketball, by the way. He deliberately tried to – this guy needs to be suspended. And the fact of the matter is is that they haven't done nothing about it four days later really makes me angry. This guy, this guy you need to move on this guy. And it was wrong. It was a pathetic move, by the way. 
And you can tell me whatever you want. I I watched the video. And if you go back and you watch it, he made that split decision that he was going to hurt him. And David Aldrich pisses me off even more. I can't judge his intent through the optics of whether or not it was horrible. Pissed me off. And and guys, like, at one point, again, I'll go back and I'll say, I I was okay with Zsa I just thought he was a hard player. Reminded me of a Bill Ambeer of the day, but maybe today's day. And, um... And, and and Russell's going straight out. He said, what do you think happened? He's done right. He saw me. He, and, and if you look at the replay of this, Russell goes down, and he is hurt, obviously. And he just fell right on him. It was a pathetic move. It was a – and the guy needs to be suspended. And right now that no one has done anything about it really, really pisses me off. This game is hard enough to watch with ankles. I'm bringing back in the fine coast of this program. I don't know if you, how much you heard or not. I just seen that you popped in. But Jaja has had this reputation before Cuervo, and he purposely was all over Russell Westbrook without question. Are you there, Cuervo? Yeah, you sorry about that, Tony. I'm there. He is. I know. I, I I call back in and then I mute myself. Uh, so great, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw the play, um, and you know, you know what's even funnier is, is I'm watching Fox Sports One, right? It was I forgot which show it was. It might have been uh, First Things First, the one with Chris Carter and the other guy. Yeah. And um, they show an angle. Actually, it was Colin too. Oh, good old Colin. He uh, he shows an angle where I think it was Nick Young. Uh, kind of rolls over, and his leg apparently they try to they try to make the argument that his leg, when he rolled over, buckled Zaza, uh, buckled his knee to where that's why he fell on top of Russell Westbrook. Are, are we really going this far? Are we really going to go this far to try to attempt to? Justify why Zaza Pachula or whatever his name is. Intentionally fell on top of Russell Westbrook because that's what he did, and and that's the reputation that he has. Sonny, he is the Indomitian two of the NBA. Absolutely, that's what he is. Reminds he me is of the Indomitian two back in the day. You know who I'm talking about. Even oh yeah, even I know Dennis the, oh, Rodman. I know the De- Dennis Rodman, a Piston age. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and they played together too. So it was yep. it was just the reputation that they had. You know, they had. Uh, they also had um, – oh, who was the guy that they traded for? Uh, Ald, Ald, not Aldridge. Um, Aguirre. Mark Aguirre. Oh, yeah, when Mark they had him yeah. And Isaiah and Joe Dumars. Yeah, we all, know, we all know the Bad Boy Pistons, and that's why they were called the Bad Boy Pistons because yep. of the reputation they had of being a little more physical than most teams in the NBA were. Well, let me tell you Physical, not dirty. <laughs> Physical, not yeah, dirty. It, it, thank you. That's that's exactly what I was about to say. Is that this is not physical basketball. This is this is intentionally trying to hurt somebody. Basketball. There's a big difference. And, and he's so, so opportunistic, Cuervo. This guy's this guy's. And, and when the opportunity opens for him to be that guy, this guy takes it. 
and, and I've seen it in oh, the past. Every time. You know, he, yep, he's down here in Dallas. I've seen it all the time here when he played with the Mavericks um, and, and the other places that he, he's gone there. But I'm going to tell you right now, it, I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming this on the quote-unquote clumsy white man, you know, slow-footed guy. I'm not falling for it. This guy <laughs> wanted to hurt him, no. and he was out there. He was out there, and he was trying Absolutely. to hurt him. And, and the fact that the NBA has not come down on this, on something that was so blatant, is it, it's it, the NBA needs to examine itself too, because the way you stop that is you take ownership of it and you take care of the problem. And when you either a don't or b not allowed, you can't make changes. You can't change the scope of what the NBA looks like right now with a guy like that in it. Well, no, and then you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny too, Sonny, because just about what half an hour ago we were talking about the sensitivity of the NBA. Now we're talking mm-hmm. about the dirtiness of the NBA and, and one guy in particular. So it's, you have all the dynamics in basketball right now. Uh, it's, it's definitely different than what it used to be. And, yep. and I don't mean that. It's, and that's not a compliment. That's not a good thing. So not at all. It's, it's not, it's not competitive anymore. It's not, uh, uh, you know, physical basketball anymore. It's, you know, my I fingernail mean, my touches you. I should. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, my, your fingernail touched me. That's a foul. Like, that's what the NBA has come to now. Uh, or you said something, you criticized my game, and now I am so offended. I'm so offended that I'm going to go on national TV and I'm going to. Uh, tell everybody that you hurt my feelings so <laughs> that's, that's what it is now that's yeah. and that's why i can't watch it i'll be honest with you sonny i've watched maybe an hour and i'm not i'm not exaggerating an mm-hmm. hour's worth of nba basketball this whole season i think that's what's making me mad about aquervo i've been watching hours of it and the fact that, you know, because, you know, obviously we're off-season of football, so we need to kind of educate ourselves. You know, here we are in the NBA sure. season. At least know what you're talking sure. about. And here we are, we get this going on. And the report coming out that the NBA is not moving on this is the big drop of the ball. And Russell Westbrook should file grievance against the NBA. I'm telling you, I sure. like Russell Westbrook as far as you can pick him up and throw him. But that was bad. And he needs to make sure that the NBA knows that he knows that was crap. Sonny, I'll tell you what, you know, and something just popped up in my head. And this is, this will prove the bias that the NBA has towards uh, the queen himself, LeBron James. Yes. It was, was it two years ago? I think when Draymond Green got suspended in in the finals for, uh, for falling on, on, on LeBron or whatever, however that incident happened. Um, if you remember that, that one looked less intentional than what Zaza did. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but because it was LeBron, now, and now maybe it was more because of the fact that it was Draymond Green, but I think because LeBron was involved and we don't want to hurt the queen of the NBA, well – as we all remember, Draymond gets suspended for that next game, and yep. um, they would have won that series if that didn't happen. And you know, and and you would think, you would think, Sonny, 
that they would yep. try to protect the, M- the MVP of the league, okay? A lot of people forget Russell Westbrook won the MVP last year. Yep. And you would think they would try to at least maybe show some respect towards Russell Westbrook, who is the reigning MVP of, their, of his league, the commissioner's mm-hmm. league. You know, if you're not LeBron James, we don't care. In the NFL, yep. if you're not Tom Brady, we don't care. Like, come on. You know, it's like it's like how you labeled the name of the show. Can we talk? Yes. Can we talk about exactly. this, please? Exactly. So, and as you go back, go back to, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you know, in, in the San Antonio Spurs, you know, he put – I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, that guy put his foot out there. I don't believe him for a second that that was – an accident whatsoever, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, we're not talking about hard evidence, Cuervo. We're talking about the preponderance of the evidence, and the preponderance of the evidence says that this guy's a dirty player, and he deserves to be suspended, and if I was, I, I would be, if I was Russell Westbrook, I'd be all over this in a heartbeat, filing a grievance against the NBA for not taking action on a deliberate attempt to hurt the man, and, and you know, I... I don't know how much that would do, but he's Russell Westbrook. It's not like this guy's not going to get a job. He's not like he's not going to play. He's a badass. So as simple as that, is it going to hurt him to embarrass the NBA by any stretch by not doing the proper thing within the, the, the hierarchy of that league? And, again, I'll say it just as much as whether it's the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, or, or hockey. If you don't give those the chance in charge to take care of a problem and prevent its further action, then you are doing a disservice to the league. And that is the problem. And that's what they got to do. they got to change that way of thinking. And until they do, Cuervo, it's going to be the same old, same old, and, and the Zsa Zsa will do it again. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, well, until, so what do they until... think next time that happens? <laughs> Good question. Well, it depends on who he who he tries to hurt next. Absolutely. Good point. LeBron. I knew you were going there. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was that was obvious alley oop, Sonny. I appreciate it. I, I jammed it home for you. I uh, slammed that bad boy home. But yeah, Absolutely. I mean, honestly, yeah, it, it's it depends on who he's going to try and hurt next. If it's anyone other than LeBron, we're probably going to get the same result as we are right now. Pathetic. I don't see anything Pathetic. wrong, but Sweet. the second that he that he touches LeBron with a fingernail, oh, yep, he he's suspended for twenty games. You know he he, I mean he caused LeBron. He touched him with his fingernail, and that's why he slipped and fell. Give him a, give know, him a cut on his shooting hand. <laughs> yeah, a, and, a that, and that's why he fa- a nail cut on his hand. <laughs> Exactly, and, and that's why he—that's why he—you he, know—he cut himself. Not because the kid that mopped the floor missed the spot and it was wet, uh, and that's why he slipped and rolled his ankle. No, no, no it was because Zaza yeah, no. touched him with a fingernail. So, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, I got a question for you, Sonny, and I don't—I don't, I don't sure. know if this is something that you've brought up yet in this situation or in, in this whole thing. I and I—I I don't know if it's if it's still Billy Donovan. But where's the head coach at? How come he's not, you know, speaking up for Westbrook, you know, in the matter oh, of what a great hey, point. the league I didn't needs even to take a look. Check that. No, I mean, after the game, I don't. Maybe, maybe he did say something, and, and I missed it because, like I said, I've watched maybe 
an hour's worth of NBA basketball this whole season. But you would think if I'm a head coach and I have the MVP of the league on my team and that happens, I'm saying something, and I'm going to make it public. I'm going to say it right in front of everybody, you know, in my little after-the-game press conference. Like, the league needs needs to take over. And if you find me, okay, fine. Where do I – you know, how would you like to – That's one I'm going to take for the team, yep. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Adam Silver. Would you like it in cash? Would you like it in in the the form of a check? Because – I'm going to say, you know, what's on my mind, if you're going to try to hurt my player who happens to be the MVP of your league, like, mm-hmm. that's, that, that is let's, sad. Let's not forget like, that he was last year's MVP, but yet you do nothing about it. Exactly. Sonny, but that proves right there. If, if your name's not LeBron, if your name's not Durant, if your name is – I would even go as far as saying if your name's not James Harden, who's probably going to win the MVP this year. If you're not one of those three guys, then, I mean, no blood, no foul. That, that's, yeah. that's what it is. And, and he, he, here, just to answer your question on what Billy Donovan did about it, if I had the sound effects of cricket still in the thing, that's what ended up happening. Because the only thing Billy Donovan said that is that um, he did he didn't ask to come out of the game and he said that he's fine and as far as he knew, but that's not backing your player. That is weak. That is such a weak. And he, mm-hmm. he, he also and and Paul George, you know Paul George and you know just goes um, on and says, um, I'll take the Russ approach to this. And he said, Did you see it? And you know who Jaja is. And at least Paul George stands up more than his head coach. I think it was a mistake. And it also it shows the weakness of that uh, of that coach not doing and not standing up for the MVP of your league last year. And you're not going to find him for what this guy did. Complete it is completely mm-hmm. a joke. Completely a joke. So. Um, and and I don't know. And I'll go back to what you were talking about. And we we, and we we blast them all the time on this show, okay? You know, I don't know what Colin Cowherd, why he is in such agreement, which, by the way, he is completely in agreement with the way the NBA handled this thing. He, 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 I mean, there's obvious, and we talked about that, you know, obviously it seems like Colin Cowherd lives in the uh, mop. Uh, the mop room of LeBron James's house. That's another protection. I'm going to tell you right now. If you, you're right, Cuervo. If that happened to LeBron James, that same play, and that was LeBron on the ground, you would have Colin Cowherd come out nut to to say that wasn't right. And you know, oh it, my it, it, god, oh my gosh, could you he, imagine? He would. <laughs> he would. He would want Zaza executed. Like yep. You know, chop his head off, or yep. You know, whatever the case may be, like <laughs> it would be bad. It would be so bad. Yeah, I. I, I mean, he I would. Just, he I, would want to. He would want to. He per, Colin would personally want to sue, file a lawsuit yeah. against Zaza for he hurting his favorite. <laughs> yeah, for hurting 
for hurting his his baby LeBron. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, I tell you, and, him and, and Brady, man. LeBron and Brady, you, when it comes to those two guys, oh God, Colin will will go to bat for those guys. Like if he knew them personally, like like they're BFFs or yeah, something like you know, that. It's sad. It is so sad. Wait a second. And, I and, thought and, you and told honestly, me that men didn't have BFFs. You you, I think I made this. I made that term in a in a comment. You said men don't have BFFs. So are you are you well, kind of saying does. that Colin Collins is not a man? <laughs> I tell you, when it comes when it comes to LeBron and Brady, uh, I you know I question I question his feelings towards them. They're not very manly. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so interesting. But interestingly enough, Billy Donovan, you know, he is quiet. You know, gosh, sometimes you got to take the hit. And if you don't think that he's going to get the money back from the owner, he's nuts. You you got to protect your guy. You, 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 if you are Donovan, your franchise, right there, right or wrong, let's even just say this right or wrong, he's got to stand up for that situation, regardless. And instead of you know playing, you know, you know, I don't want to get fined, you know, comment. That's what I call him now. You know, I don't call him, you know, you're a wimp and you don't want to take ownership. It's oh, I don't want to get a fine, you know, a, 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 a fine comment, more so than actually addressing what happened out on the basketball court and and, and putting it out there. And it, 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 this is all about history. Hey, listen, if if, Jean-Jean, if this only happened one time before he did this, I think I think maybe someone would be okay. But but that was so blatant. I, I just like, you know, yeah, you can't read their minds. You don't know what their quote-unquote intentions are. But I mean, you know, I, I'll say what, well, my good old friend Randy Galloway right here, watch the damn game. And that's what happens here. It, it's pathetic. And, you know, what, you know, the fact that they didn't do anything about it is, is what's more infuriating to me about it because as you move forward and this guy is going to do this again because guess what? There, were no, there was no consequence of that action. It's almost like it's like telling a five-year-old, "Don't do that," and he does it, and you just don't do anything about it. Instead of swatting him on his behind, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. If you don't find the guy, he's not, he's going to do it again, and, and it'll probably be sooner than later. And guess what? It'll probably be in a playoff moment, and it'll probably come up and be a problem later on. So it, it you know, you know, I don't know. Right now. As far as you look at the NBA, and we can look at the standings and everything, but right now, over really only two teams over in the West that have got really got a shot: Golden State and Houston. Houston on uh, on you know they're on pace to be like the only team that really can beat the Golden State Warriors right now in reality. Um, you know, and they got the probably next year's uh, reigning MVP on that team, and Larry Harden. Um, looking at those, I, I'm not sure how much you've been watching, but I'll put it out there: Cuervo, Golden State, Houston Rockets. I, I, I about the isn't that about the only team that really over in the West? And I've been watching. I don't see anybody else really making the move up on top of Golden State to try to dethrone them from getting to the NBA championship. No, I don't either, Sonny. And you know, but the only thing that worries me is um, obviously. The, 
you know, Houston's a much better team when they have both Harden and Chris Paul in their yes. lineup. Well, I don't know how much that has happened this year, but um, but that's something that's going to have to it's it's going to have to happen uh, if they're going to try and beat Golden State in the playoffs. If if Paul winds up getting hurt or or Harden, you know, winds up getting hurt, hopefully uh, Oh Zaza doesn't try one of his ta- tactics uh, yeah. towards the end of the season. But if if that ha- if one of them go- one of those guys go down, if this is a stat that I did see. Uh, Houston is is not nearly as good without both of those guys. When they have one of them, that's that's still not enough. So um, that's going to be critical. They they're going to have to have both guys if they're going to have but, a shot but, at beating Golden State. And, and I'll tell you, you know, watching the games from last year, obviously I did not watch as much as I, I'm doing this year. And I I'm keeping I'm watching these. And going on, but I look at last year's um, Oklahoma City team right now. Okay, compared to last year, they're to- two totally different teams now. Obviously, the loss of Durant a couple of years ago really hurts this basketball team, and then the losses just this past season. Oklahoma City right now is hanging on by a thread. They're in the seventh spot, Cuervo, right now, and um, in reality, not playing good ball. They're six and four in the last ten games. And um, they're on the road. They're a sub-500 team. They're 16 and 18. They're great at home. They're 21 and 10 at home. But, they, you know, they remind me, Oklahoma City right now reminds me, and bear with me when I say this because I know a lot of people don't keep track of the Atlanta Hawks. If you look at the Atlanta Hawks a couple of years back, this was a team that played very well at home. But when they got on the road, they 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 they're pathetic. They're they're like where they are right now. They're five and twenty-five on the road. Um, that's what Oklahoma City reminds me of right now on the road. Although they've won more than five, you know, out of them, but a sub five hundred on the road for Oklahoma City is not going to put them in a position. But they're behind the new. They're behind the New Orleans Pelicans for crying out loud. Okay, I and again, you know, yes, I hold their name against them. You know, you should accept the Hornets. That having been said, Oklahoma City right there. But what's really kind of shocking, if you think about it, if you look at what's going on, the LA Clippers, they they, they have won seven of their last ten. This is another basketball team that is not having a lot of success at home. They're thirteen and seventeen, and they're sixteen and fifteen. That trade to the Detroit Pistons really, really hurt this basketball team, Cuervo. Yeah, and actually, that's what I was just about to ask you, Sonny. Is do you think do you think that the Clippers regret trading Blake Griffin? I, you know, honestly, I think in the long run, I think it was the better decision. I agree. Um, but right now, obviously, you know, obviously, yeah. Right now, it's it's you know looking like oh they shouldn't have done it because. They're not playing as well. Um, yep. But what I would say to that is, you know, give it some time. I mean, you haven't even had an opportunity to uh, replace him with a guy in the draft or anything. I mean, they just they just traded him a month ago. So yep. you haven't really had an opportunity to pick anybody up to try and try and replace Blake Griffin. I mean, let's see what let's see what the Clippers do in the draft this year, uh, and then we can judge if it was a good choice or not to trade Griffin away and you know, based on how well they're playing, whatever the case may be. Uh, and here's a good point that came up from Tidy just saying he said that 
they don't regret that trade because the Clippers right now are playing better as a team, and Detroit has not. And he's got a point as Detroit is two and two and eight in their last ten. Okay, so you know, mm. has it worked out for Detroit? No. And, and okay, and I'm, I'm going to say it. I am a Detroit Pistons fan. I've always been a Detroit Pistons fan. Back to the bad boys of bad bad boys of the late '80s and early '90s. You know, I, I hate. Okay, and you'll you'll hate this. That's the reason why we're a pretty good pair. I, I I'm not necessarily. I, I love Michael Jordan, but I hated him, um, especially when they were playing the Pistons. So you know, I you know, to me he was a punk. But then again, everybody thought. I mean, but that my team, my team was a team of punks. So I think that's might have been the reason I was younger and I thought it was cool. But as you get older and you watch the game and you're really not a place for that. But the fact of the matter is I am a Detroit Pistons fan. I'd like to see him make the playoffs. Not that I expect them to do anything in the playoffs because of the fact of what this is. You look at the, you look at they they have won only 20% of the games out of less than two of eight, two and eight in the last 10. Okay, and this is a team that can't get out of its way on the road. They're 9-21. and 21. You know you have a good team if you can – and I'll say this all day long. If you can manage 65% of your road games win, you have a chance in the playoffs. If it's below 65%, you're in trouble. And the main reason is is that when it comes playoff time and you're on the road, you got to have an ability or some kind of chance of winning those games. And if you're sub-500 – and you're in the playoffs, and you got to go on the road. Do you honestly think that you can really steal one away? You may be able to do it, but then you'll have to look at your home record. Are, is your home record any good? Detroit, twenty and thirteen. Not something to write home to mama about. You want to keep that? You know, I mean, it's not the worst. Don't get me wrong; they're they're worse, but um, you want that number? I mean, look at Boston right now; they're twenty uh, twenty three and eleven at home. Cleveland, even at home, and, and, and by the way, Cleveland playing 500 uh, ball on the road is 21 and 11 at home. Okay, so clearly they're doing better at home. But Cleveland falls right into what I'm talking about as far as will they make the play? Well, they're going to make the playoffs. All right, that, that's that's. Those that think that Cleveland's not going to make the playoffs, you're just crazy. Now, whether or not they get beat in the playoffs and you think that they're going to make the finals, I'm not falling for that. And they will go right to their road record. Cuervo, they're, five, they're 15 and 15 on the road. Okay? So, now, Cleveland is one of those teams, and let me rephrase that, not Cleveland. LeBron is one of these teams. That's how I said that. LeBron is one of these teams um, – that has to decide whether or not he's going to flip the switch and play. And that does not bode well this year in the playoffs because you got Toronto making the run up there at Cuervo. They're playing great ball right now. They're 44 and 17. Boston's 44 and 20. Okay. Cleveland right now is eight and a half out in, in their own conference. Um, and Washington, if Cleveland doesn't watch out, the Wizards are going to go ahead of them in the standings. So, you know, it, it's really interesting to see where these these teams are adding up. And uh, Philadelphia, I don't trust them. Milwaukee, never have. Miami, you know, they're 16 to 17 on the road, and they're not playing. They're 17 to 13 at home. They're damn near 50% at home for Miami. So, really, 
The teams that Cleveland has to worry about is Toronto and Boston, and both of those teams are playing fairly well right now. Toronto's 9-1 in their last 10, and on the road they're 19-12. and 12. So they're playing well out on the road. That's going to be a really interesting matchup over in the East. Yeah, Sonny, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, to me, I think the East is still Cleveland, maybe Boston, and everybody else. Um, right. You know, I know a lot of people are, are trying to write off Cleveland, and they want to try and you know, uh, try anoint some of these other teams in the East as the new kings of of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Sonny, it's not happening. I'm sorry, Trials it's not gonna close. happen. Yeah, but the, I mean, who? Tell me who's going to stop LeBron on that team? Demar Derozan? Come on, are we are we are we serious right you, now? You got a good point right there. Not, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So even even with the Celtics, I mean, it's I mean they're going to have so much trouble against the Cavaliers because that's probably what's going to wind up happening. I mean, the NBA wants it. Everybody else, you know, the fans want it. So we're going to get Cleveland and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, you know, it's really – it's going to be all about Kyrie against LeBron. So – Yeah. And, that, and yeah, that's what and, you're going to get. And you look at the West right now. Houston, Golden State, they're obviously the guys that are running. The Oklahoma City, they've fallen off too far to where I don't think they're even contenders right now. So – that that's a, that that's another that's thing weird. as well. So, um, but that that been said, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you. You meant to mute yourself. I hear hi, Mrs. Cuervo. Um, uh, but over in the West right now, you know, Houston and Golden State, they're really the the perennial. Now, just to, I'll put my bias out there. I'm a Portland fan because of Damian Lillard. Okay, obviously Houston Lillard of indoor football, you know, fame throwing football. Um, so they're brothers. So I kind of keep track of them just because. Um, Minnesota, I don't trust. New Orleans, obviously, I still hold a grudge against their name. The question will be is where will San Antonio be at the time? Because right now they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They haven't impressed anybody. Lost two in a row. Um, New Orleans, I'm not falling for right now as they've won seven in a row. But Houston has won 15 games in a row. They're 10-0 in their last, you know, in their last 10, 15-0. and 0 in their last 15. This is a team that's going to win out over here unless Golden State figures out how to beat them. And so it's going to be amongst those two. But the only team I think has a chance is San Antonio. But Cuervo, when you look at San Antonio, they got to get themselves back in. Again, 2-8 and eight in their last 10, Cuervo, they're not impressing me at all right now. And you're on mute now, Cuervo. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sonny. I'm helping out uh, Mrs. Cuervo. We're uh, looking at our Cooking. our door. It's not quite working, so I, I, we're we're doing a little home project. But I'm I'm on with you at the same time. So, but I mean, what do you think about San Antonio? I mean, I I, don't, I again, I don't know how much NBA you're watching. I'm watching enough right now. I'm not seeing enough out of San Antonio unless they figure out how well, they're going to flip the switch. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the rumor is that even though even though the coach is not on the same page, apparently, uh, 
you know, Kawhi Leonard yeah, right. wants to come back sometime this month. But, um, you know, I remember Popovich saying that it probably wasn't going to happen. So, <clears throat> you know, it kind of makes me wonder about Kawhi's future with the team because, and I know that's crazy to say, but when you think about it, um, you know, people are, are talking about, well, you know, the the issue with, you know, Kawhi and, and, and the team doctors and them he, he not I don't know if it's a matter of he doesn't trust them or, or what exactly it is, but but I know there's a little bit of friction between Kawhi and the team. Yeah. And I'm looking at here there's something going on as far as point here. A friend of uh, one of the listeners of the show states that, you know, moving Tony Parker into the second unit and everything has fallen apart. Well, on the other hand, I'll put it out there. You're looking at Monty Ginobili. You know, he's losing the step. Obviously, he's lost step. That's the reason why he was in the role that he was in last year. Parker didn't take that step until this year to where they're putting him in the second round. It, it, sooner or later, it, you know, if you're the coach of this basketball team, you've got to realize that Tony Parker will become a liability. Monty Ginobili, he's brought in situational basketball. And out of all the basketball coaches that are out there, San Antonio and situational basketball, you give me him every single time because he's going to figure out what's going to do in order to make him better at that time to play um, and when it comes to the playoffs. San Antonio is going to make the playoffs. The question is, is what will their mentality be going in there? Uh, what will they do? And will their – yep, and here it is. Will their age have an effect on what they're going to do, especially on the defensive side of the ball? If they can't get back or they can't react fast enough, that, especially with Houston or Golden State, we'll see them, you know, you know, exit out of the playoffs here fairly early there, Cuervo. Yeah, Sonny, I, you know, I do think that age will make a difference. Is Tony Parker still starting them at point guard? No, he's moved to. No, he's, that's what we're talking about. He's moved to the second round. They moved to the second. He's not. Well, he might be starting, but. He, He's more playing on the second on the second line than he is on the first. Okay, good because I still to what I mentioned two was it two years ago? I think I had said it. As long as Tony Parker is the starting point guard, the Spurs will not get back to the finals, and the Spurs will not win another championship. And, and yeah, I still, exactly right. I still believe that. I still I still stick to it. I'm not going to change my mind about it. And it's nothing against Tony Parker. It, it's just the fact that I think he slows them down because of his age. I think he is not he, – I mean, he's definitely not the player he used to be. So that's hey, what hey, really Corvo, I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to put it out there like this. Just like you said that Parker's not the same guy that he used to be. I'm going to and, – and, and there's been no bigger lover than Greg Popovich on this show than Sonny Clark. I'm telling you right now, for the last 15 years, he's been the coach, the best coach in NBA – right now. I, yeah, I said it. I think to this point where Greg is at in his career, in his thinking, I don't necessarily think that he is the right coach right now for this team, mainly because he's got a lot of love for his players. Tony Parker, Monty Ginobili. These two guys might not be on an NBA squad anywhere else but San Antonio, and they, uh, Monty Ginobili especially would be retired, okay? Parker might be able to get in on a fill-in role someplace, but he wouldn't be in the position that he is. There's a lot of love and a lot of loyalty 
And sometimes that loyalty that Greg Popovich has right now, I think it's affecting this team right now. I think it's getting in the way of quite now Leonard can't keep himself healthy and it did go back to Zsa. I think I think why Leonard's injuries have a lot to do with what he took with Zsa. But they missing Tim Duncan, Monty Ginobili over the hill. Tony Parker is gonna be Monty here next year. And LaMarcus Aldridge, he's not going to get the opportunity to be able to move forward to be the guy that he can possibly be. Then you got Danny Green and then Paul Cassell. Now, Cassell, I think he can play still. Um, so I think I'd like to see more of Cassell on this basketball team, getting more minutes and picking up more points and being more active in the games, but he's not. Cuervo is really simple. Paul Cassell, I think, as far as the team is concerned and where he's at, as far as his stats, I think he right now, I think right now, as far as where he is, as far as his stats are concerned, I think are, are not what the Spurs really expected when they got, grabbed him in there. So um, it, it should be really interesting over there. All right, so uh, Murray started over Parker last night. So that, that just so he's not starting. But I think Paul Casal, I think this is a guy that has always been okay with being just a quiet guy. I think Paul Gasol has got to move forward to be that leader of that team. And I think he's failing, in my personal opinion, when I watch these games. Talking about a guy no, that's, that's only averaging yeah, 10 that's points a, a game. Yeah, it's a good point, Sonny. I mean, honestly, I mean, but my, my, only, my only, I guess, argument against that is that, you know, I don't think – Paul, Paul Gasol was necessarily brought in to be a leader. He was just brought in to San Antonio to contribute to the team. And I think he's done that. I think, I think he's done a good job of it. So um, that's, you know, that's something to think about is, is that he wasn't necessarily, not like Aldridge. You know, Aldridge was brought in to be to Duncan's replacement in reality. That's what he yeah. was brought in for. He, he was brought in to, to replace Duncan. And I mean, you're not really going to replace a guy like that. But as far as production is concerned, yeah, I think he's done okay. He hasn't done great. He hasn't done terrible. He's done okay. I, I might be, be I might be a little rough on him. The guy is 37 years old. He's been playing in the big, you know, since you know he is 21. So we're talking about 16 years later, um, as far as where he is in his career. But at the same time. You got a seven footer. You got a seven footer. You need to take advantage of that and get both of those two big guys, him and Aldridge, in the game. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with Pop. I, I, I still love Pop, but I, I don't know. I don't think getting past the Houston or, or, or uh, Golden State at any chance or, or at any state going into it. But it'll be interesting to see how far they go in that situation as well. So uh, looking at that. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are, Cuervo. I'm going to jump in. We're going to have to go to a break because there's two reasons. Number one, Sonny has to hit the head. Number two, I need more coffee. And number three, it's just that time. So we're going to take a quick break here on the Conference Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in the NBA. And, of course, we'll get into the NFL because there's some good NFL stuff going on out there, so we'll keep you apprised on what's going on with that. We'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to that being said. Of course, guess what? It's really simple. It is the Sunday morning tradition that is the Couch Potato Sports Show, and that being said, we'll be right back. 
At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Rego and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. 
We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. talking about Kirk Cousins and the fact that this guy's looking for a million, $100 million payday. And Cuervo, I'm going to bring you back in here because I've got to ask if Kirk Cousins is worth $100 million, is there any question that Aaron Rodgers isn't worth $120 million? And, and, if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you in any rush to sign the contract before Kirk Cousin signs his contract? Well, I mean, why would you be, Sonny? I mean, I think it's only the best chess move to make to go ahead and wait for Kirk Cousins to get his money. That way Aaron Rodgers can say, well, look look at what Cousins got. Look at the production he's given. So, in reality, I mean – why would you – I mean, you'd be stupid too. You'd be stupid to to not wait in reality. So, with that said, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know the current – I don't know the, the 
situation contract wise with Aaron Rodgers, but I know that uh, you know he got he got paid nicely and whatnot when he did get paid. But um, sure, mm-hmm. you know, as far as far as his next contract, I mean, depending on the production that you get from him for the next couple of years, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a guy like him, you know, hit the two hundred million mark. You know, whether it's a, a five, you know, five-year deal or whatever the case may be, because I mean, the reality of it is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's he's, you know, he's got a few years uh, under his belt now. He's not he's not the 25-year-old guy that we're all used to seeing run around. I mean, he's he's in what mid 30s now, somewhere around there, yeah, or 33, 34, something like that. So he start to you know age a little bit, uh, but. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, if he still, if he still produces the way he's been, it's going to be, it's going to be a conversation that the, the Packers are going to have with him where Cuervo, know, they're going to have take, to make that take, decision of, are they going to. Cuervo, take over the show. I'll yes, be sir. right back. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, you know, so, I mean, to me, it, it's going to be a question of, is he going to be worth being the first $200 million player in the NFL. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would say that's a stretch. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, as we saw last year, if he's not in the lineup, the Green Bay Packers are not the same football team. Um, they struggled big time when he was out with that broken collarbone. And, you know, and that's nothing against Brett Hundley, the backup. It's just, the offense flows a lot better when Aaron Rodgers is, is in that quarterback. So it's, um, it's, it's a conversation to be had. So, you know, that's, you know, as far as cousins is concerned, I mean, you know, it goes to show that teams out there will, will do everything in their power to get themselves you know, a, a dependable quarterback or, you know, a serviceable guy uh, because, you know, there, there's not many of them out there. And, and Kirk Cousins is definitely one of them. I think, I think he's a lot better. I think he's better than what people give him credit for. Um, I, you know, I said it at the beginning of last season that he was going to struggle this year just because of the fact that his weapons are gone. Like he doesn't have the weapons that he once had. Yeah, well, what I was saying, Sonny, is that, you know, Cousins is, is a, I think, a little bit better than what people give him credit for just because, you know, you, you, you look at the weapons that he had in Washington this year, and that's why he struggled. You look at the year before when he had Deshaun Jackson, he had a Pierre Garçon, and whenever Jordan Reed is healthy, he has a guy in him that he can hit in the red zone. His numbers were a lot better. But this year, mm-hmm. it just wasn't there just because he didn't have the, the weapons that he could throw to. I got a question for you, Quavo. And I, you were in at, at the top of the show. But I was talking about this at the top of the show as far as Kirk Cousins is concerned and what he's about. And, 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 and what I'm about ready to say is completely unfair, okay, just to let you know. And I, and I know it going in. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think of the big, and Aaron is a big. Aaron Rodgers is a big. By the way, he's 34, just to let you know. So Aaron's a big. Drew Brees, he's a big. Tom Brady, he's a big. 
Peyton Manning, when he was playing, was big. Okay, I'm going to use those four guys as an example because I'm going to tell you the difference between those guys and Kirk Cousins. And the fact of the matter is, is has anybody really heard of Pierre Garçon before Peyton Manning got a hold of him? Has anybody heard of a Wes Welker before a Tom Brady got a hold of him? You catch where I'm going, right? I think you see where I might be going. When you are mm-hmm. these guys, when you're one of these guys, you make that guy be Pierre Garçon. You make that guy be Wes Welker. You make that guy whoever it may be. I mean, so the, the fact of the matter is, if you put Aaron, any of those four, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and um, uh, um, the other guys, I had four, sorry. But you put them in the lineup over in Washington, they make those players who are not really relatively known, they put them on the map. So my, my deal between Kirk Cousins regarding $100 million, are you going to put someone on the map? He hasn't been able to do that. Now, we, we can find out reasons why he hasn't been able to do it. But the simple fact of the matter is when you're talking that amount of money, you've got to be able to put people on the map. And he's not doing it. It's simple as that. And, and you can love his spirit. You can love his passion. You can love anything. But you're going to love $100 million out of your pocket on a guy that cannot make guys better. And when you talk Drew Brees, you talk Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, he made those guys better than what they really were. So um, so that's when I look at Kirk Cousins quite possibly getting $100 bucks, And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is really simple then. Aaron Rodgers is worth $120 million with without even a second thought involved with it. So I think, and this is this right back to me, okay, I think that, I wouldn't waste my money on it. And the reason being is is because now, and, and guess what? Here are the teams that are reportedly, and this is coming from Adam Schefter, you got Kirk Cousins being courted by the Broncos, Cardinals, Jets, and Vikings. Okay? What do they have in common? Probably nothing, but if you look at it, it's a little bit different. You look at the Broncos and the Cardinals, the Jets, and Vikings, what have they been lacking these last few years is a guy that can deliver the ball. Even to that point, Carson Palmer, to a certain point, whether it's health or not delivering the ball. No one in Bronco land is getting it done. No one in New York is getting it done. You can argue Case Keenum has been able to get that done, and Teddy Bridgewater not being healthy doesn't help. So all those same guys – they need somebody that can come in, step in, deliver the ball. And the question is, is will we be able to? Of course, we won't know that until we see it, Cuervo. Well, no. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know, and it's gonna, it'll take some time. But you know, I, I'm gonna go back to what you were talking about earlier, and, and you know, those those four individuals that you brought up, as far as making no-name receivers better. I mean, honestly, Sonny, those guys are the exception. I mean, you're 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 only going to see so many of those dudes in our in your lifetime, 
And honestly, absolutely. But you're talking we, about hundred million, though. <laughs> you know, we may get one more of those guys uh, for the next ten years. One more, and it, and it may be a guy that's in the draft right or about to be in the draft right now. Could be. So, but, but I mean that that again, those are guys that are, are exceptional. And you don't you don't get those guys very often. So to try and compare Kirk Cousins to those guys, to me, I wouldn't necessarily say that's fair to him. But I understand your point at the same time. So hundred million. Um, that, that's the only that's the only thing I look at. Hundred million. You're going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league at a hundred million bucks. Okay, and give me the briefs. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me Tom Brady, and, and let me pay them a hundred million who are well, not making that but, money. You know, and, and and I get what you're saying, Sonia. I do. Uh, the way the way I look at it, though, is this proves how overvalued. Well, I shouldn't say overvalued, but how how much teams are willing to overpay for the quarterback position because. Because they, you know, like like I said, there's only there's only one Drew Brees, there's only one Aaron Rodgers, there's only one Tom Brady. Trust me, if there was more of those guys out there, you think they're going to pay Kirk Cousins? Heck no, they're not even they're not even going to consider Kirk Cousins. Who? Yep. You know who? But but only but only one team only one team can have Drew Brees, only one team can have Aaron Rodgers. So. When you look at the pot that's available, when you look at the guys that are available, well, you know, for Kirk Cousins, he 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 hit the he hit the lottery because this is his year where he is the best available guy, and teams are like, damn, this is the best guy. We, I mean, we have to try and get him, and, and teams are going to overpay, and, and we all know that. We all know yeah. that, but if you, but if, but as long as you can get that guy, then you're going to be in a better position than the teams that don't get that guy. Absolutely, but out of the four, there's only two that are going to spend a hundred million bucks. It's not the Cardinals, it's not the Vikings. Okay, so the Broncos and Jets are the only ones that are going to be dumb enough to pay this guy. Now the Broncos are in a very bad situation. Because they have to fall for that because they got absolutely nobody, Cuervo. I mean, absolutely nobody. And their expectations because of who their GM is, of course, that being, you know, John Elway, he almost has to spend this money on this guy. Now, the Jets are another team. And they're they're in their situation because of their market. And their market is going to call for them to grab this guy and spend the money. The Arizona Cardinals, hey, listen, they'll fall back up on a, uh, you know, they'll they'll trade for Trent, Teddy Bridgewater. They'll trade for Case Keenum. I don't think the Cardinals are serious about this at all, um, because not not because they haven't spent money recently, because the Arizona Cardinals have been spending money, which in the past has been their downfall, has been their knock. Um, but a hundred million. Dedicated to one guy, the Arizona Cardinals are not going to spend that money. So they'll spend some, but they're not going to spend a hundred billion. And if that's part of the deal, the Cardinals are out out the door. 
it ain't happening. The Vikings, they can always fall back on Case Keenum. So the fact that they want to spend $100 million on what I feel is only a maximum worth, and I'll say it and people laugh at me all day long, Kirk Cousins is worth $16 million max. And if you pay more than that, you're crazy. But then again, it's not the player that develops the market. It's the market that develops the payday. And that's exactly what you said, but in a different way. And that's the reason why he's going to be completely overpaid if he ends up in uh, the New York Jets uh, jersey or a Bronco jersey. Right. I mean, that's just the way the market is, Sonny. I mean, there's really – I mean, that's that's what you get. Unless, unless you feel like one of these college kids is going to be the next big phenom in this league, Yep. Kirk Cousins is your best option right now. If you're a is team that needs anybody, a quarterback. Is there anybody, Cuervo, you watch the college game all day long. The only thing I'm going to say is, is if there was, if you could get away with playing, paying below the league minimum, that's where I put Jackson. Jackson will be a wash. You heard it here first. This guy is not going to make it three years. He's going to be out of the league in three years. And the fact that he's, working on his yeah. own and you know this guy this guy i'm telling you i've watched the guy and and i'm not saying he's a bad football player what i'm saying is is he's not mm-hmm. an nfl quarterback i'm not saying he should switch to ride receiver i'm not saying that but i'm saying right now this guy's going to get eaten alive and he's going to turn into another robert griffin uh the third and get his head bashed in because he won't stay in the pocket he's going to get his butt nailed on the outside He's got less a chance of getting hurt in the pocket than he is running the football because those defensive linemen and those linebackers are looking to put a hurting on him as soon as he gets outside of the pocket. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, that's not even who I was going to you know, say as far as which quarterback I think is going to be a guy that could, could potentially Who be is good. that guy? The only one, the only one that I can see, son, that, that has a real – chance at being something in this league, in my opinion, Rosen from UCLA. He's the only oh, one. And, and the reason I, the, only, the reason I say him, I, I think, I think, you know, let, let, let's, let's break this down real quick. Darnold, I think should, first of all, I think he should have stayed at USC for another year. I think he turns the ball over too much. Um, and I think that he, uh, doesn't uh, his decision making is, is not quite there all the time, so that's why I'm not a big fan of Rosen or uh, I'm sorry of Sam Darnold. Um, and then as far as who's the other big Josh Allen, I think he's he's a little hyped up more than he should be. Uh, I say that because. Um, I think he's all arm strength. I haven't really seen anything else from him. And so with that said, I mean, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I see from him. So I, I, I think he's too much hype. Uh, who's the other one? The other one is, I want to say it's, uh, who's the other one, Sonny? I thought there's somebody else. The one out of Oklahoma, the one that's getting a lot yeah, of Yeah, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield. Wow. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Wow. Uh, uh, you want to talk about a love affair. I'm going to tell you right now, I've, and I've been listening on purpose, okay? Normally I don't, okay? 
because me in the draft and knowing players and everything, I made it a point to listen this year, and I have never seen so many people fall over themselves to compliment this guy's game. Okay? All right. I, and this is what I'm going to tell you. Okay? Sonny isn't the brightest bulb to come out of the package. Okay? But what I will say about uh-huh. Baker Mayfield, okay, this guy was a freaking walk-on. Now, I'm not saying the guy can't play the game. But traditionally, guys who walk on don't make it in the NFL. Okay? Not, nothing against the guy. He played well and everything. But this guy was a walk-on. Okay? So that and by the way, just to let you know, one of our listeners says, um, Rosen Gilded at the Combine yesterday, so he says the reports were that he had a little trouble with uh, short slants and everything else. He killed it. But um, Tim, Tim says, uh, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead to him. <laughs> Evidently, he's a Rosen fan. But, yeah, the love affair that's coming up <laughs> Baker Mayfield, I don't know where it's coming from. I mean, great, granted. 71% of his passes, hey, you're wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson might be uh, taking six out of all these quarterbacks. And if anybody's smart, they'll wait on him. Now, the one that's really confusing me, Cuervo, and, and I'll put it out there, Cuervo, I don't even know who this Josh Allen is. All I know is, is that this guy comes from Wyoming, and um, it's not – necessarily an NFL quarterback juggernaut coming out of college. Um, So I don't trust that whole thing. And USC with Sam Darnold, okay, it's USC. Just look at the history of USC quarterbacks. So the one that I'm on, I'm on Josh Rosen as well. Uh, And, hey, I actually did a little homework on this, Cuervo, which you you know me in the draft I don't normally do. But with all the love that's coming on Baker Mayfield and why they're trying to push this guy, it's amazing mm-hmm. the politics that comes in on this and who's talking about what because they're trying to get their guy. And Lord forbid if Baker Mayfield's on someone's radar and there's two or three picks up, guess what? That turns into a great trade thing for them, and they got to love. So there's a lot of people out there that are singing the praises of Baker Mayfield, I think, out of, uh, uh, you know, what do they call it, you know, uh, sunscreen, a uh, 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 shade. He, he's trying to block everybody. They, they don't want Baker, but they're making it sound like it is. They're trying to fool everybody, but I don't think they're fooling me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I think uh, Mayfield's too small. That, that's why I don't like Baker Mayfield. I think he's too small. He's going to get killed in, in the pocket. Uh, they Six uh, foot. Yeah, I just yep. don't. Yeah, he, to me, he's too. Uh, I mean, even weight wise, like he's just. He's just a small guy, and, and I think sometimes his decision-making, too, can cost him games. Um, I'm not saying he cost the uh, Oklahoma that Rose Bowl game against Georgia, but, uh, you know, it, it was it – was, um, there were other games that he kind of uh, made some mistakes. And his, and his attitude overall, I think he's going to get – he's going to have a lot of trouble just because – of his overall attitude, you know, he thinks he thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. Yep, yep. I don't know. I, I and I've been paying attention there. I think the only one that really can cut it six four two ten. Okay, I, 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 
If I'm in need of a quarterback, that's the guy I'm going after all five. I don't think the other ones are going to cut it. I really don't. And, and right there on Baker Mayfield, I'm I right there. This guy's six foot. This guy's going to get eaten alive. And even the guy I don't even know of, Josh Allen, he's six four. Okay, six four. Sam Darnold out of the USC. We're talking about guys that stand tall. Heck, even Lamar Jackson's six three. So you know, then you drop to six foot. Now. The guy that's not getting any love, and I'm not sure why, Cuervo, maybe you can check, tell me why, because I haven't done enough uh, you know, research on Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State. I, you know, All I know is the guy's 6'4", 229, okay, and he is your prototypical, you know, prototypical pocket quarterback that is going to be huge. But, yeah, he's projected in the second round. And tell me what I don't know or do you know about Mason Rudolph? Well, I mean, he put up he put up some huge numbers uh, at Oklahoma State, uh, but so did other quarterbacks when they were at Oklahoma State. Guys like Brandon Whedon, um, you know. So I mean, what I would say is is that uh, the problem that I see with Rudolph is that. He didn't. Just, it's kind of similar to Baker Mayfield. Uh, Big Twelve defense, it's not that good. Uh, right. And I think that, you know, that that's a concern. Um, he's going to have trouble with, you know, seeing actual good defense. So, so I mean, it's it, it, that's the problem that I see with with Mason Rudolph. He's got the size, and and I think I think he'll. You know, he'll be a solid backup, but he's not going to be a star in this league. He's not going to – I mean, how many Big 12 quarterbacks have we seen pan out and become, you know, big-time stars in the NFL? A lot of times they come out of the Big 10 or the SEC. Yeah. Um, you get that rare occasion where they come out of the Pac-12, but it's normally the south or, or up north. Yeah, that, and, and I was looking I'm, – I'm just, you know, when I was looking at these guys, once you got outside, you know, Baker Mayfield, everybody talking to number five, I, I, I think he's overrated, completely and utterly overrated, um, which, by the way, you know, lot that I know of. Again, I, I don't want – a lot of times I don't even like talking about rookies. Uh, but at mm-hmm. the quarterback position, we're seeing those guys actually – making the starting lineup in year number one. Uh, so that, that that's something that's huge up on top of a lot of things. You know, guys are actually taking a step out on the football field. Now, that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. That being said, I want to hop into somebody because this is really interesting. Uh, you know, and maybe it's me. I don't know. I could be wrong. I've been known to be wrong. Cuervo, um, but I got one of these uh, situations where I got to press this button right here. Can we talk? We are talking about a guy which you didn't get the opportunity to talk about. A guy coming back, playing for nothing. Talking about the guy, the bad boy of the NFL at the quarterback position, says that he won't even play for money if you bring them back. And Cuervo, you know who I'm talking about. What do you think of this idea of having this guy back in the league after proving absolutely nothing after his absence? And his name is slipping my mind, so you fill it in. But 
He's the little punk kid that, that played in uh, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, Money Manziel. Johnny yeah, Manziel. Manziel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, is he ready for the NFL Cuervo? Has has he has he quote unquote learned enough in his time away from the game? Uh, has he done enough in this time of the game for anybody to really take this guy seriously? I mean, I don't know. I I can't answer that, Sonny, because I don't know what he's been doing in the year and a half or however long it's been since he's been out of the league. Um, You know, whether he's been, I I, I mean, it's hard to tell. If if we knew what he had been doing with his life, maybe he's done things to change and turn himself around. Maybe he goes to church now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he does, (laughs) but but, – Whatever he's done, if if he feels like he's turned his life around, I guess really it's you know it's one of those hey we'll wait and see what uh, what unfolds if he gets an opportunity in the NFL. So, but do I think he's ready from a football standpoint right now? Absolutely not. Absolutely nope. not because he's been out of the game way too long. Even I think even a guy like a Teddy Bridgewater who hasn't played. In over a year, yep. I don't think it would be ready Gotta to play learn right it now. back again. Just, yep. Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, and and he stayed at, on the team. Uh, you know, Manziel. Manziel wasn't even on the NFL roster, so it's going to be even more challenging for him. So mm-hmm. that said, I mean, I, it's just this is. It's really going to come down to is he, how serious he is about his comeback, and we're going to find out real quick. You know, is he committed? Is he dedicated? Has he learned from whatever mistakes that he made before? And most, more importantly, is he a man of his word? And if, if the team says, you know what, we'll pay you the minimum salary. And if he's willing to do that, then, okay, well, then maybe he's maybe he's uh, serious about what he said. And he, he doesn't care about money. Or he could do he what said Chris he's Long did. For nothing. Yeah, or yeah, he could do what Chris Long did. Whatever his salary is, he will donate it to a charity of some sort. Um, that that right there would tell you whether he's serious about it or not, too. Interestingly enough, you know, you're talking about Johnny Manziel. By the way, and I'm just going to put this out there, and maybe it's me, and I I don't know. I, I I'm a wrong guy. But this, this guy has always had this holier than thou feeling, you know, you know, big, you know, the money, you know, the money thing with his fingers. That, which, by the way, you want to make me mad? You want to piss me off? Do that in front of me, okay? I'll pop you in the mouth. That, that, that kind of absurd, absurd ego deserves a punch in the mouth. That, that's just me. That having been said, okay, Manzel, you know. He, he, this whole thing with him, okay, and, and and I know I've said some things in the past that really people take the wrong way, but Colleen Crowley, and if you don't know who she is, you might not have been keeping up. She was the quote-unquote ex-girlfriend that quote-unquote after 17 months. Listen to that, okay? That's 17 months. Do the math. That's a year and five months. Hey, I did that pretty quick for, for guys to take some shot in the head. A year and five months this woman spent with this guy, and this is what she says. 
She says she was lucky to have survived his abuse. Okay, you stayed there for a year and five months, okay? All right, because you knew what what it was. It was a payday. This, 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 see, Johnny Man, this whole thing with Johnny Manziel stems from a lot of things, okay? But when I see mm-hmm. an article about an ex-girlfriend that says that she was lucky to survive his abuse, I mean, you stayed in it for 17 months. At the first hand going up, that hit you in the head or whatever quote-unquote abuse that you were taking, you decided to live with it for 16 more months, okay? So I don't feel sorry one bit for Johnny Manziel's ex-girlfriend because she had a way out, okay? It's not like that that this woman had no money or had no place to go or was destitute without him. There are situations that are lined up for that. But this young lady, she had a way out. I don't feel sorry for her. And here's another thing. We're talking about this lucky to survive abuse. There is no way that a guy that supposedly is violent and crazy as Johnny Manziel is, is ready to take on anything as far as that kind of stuff is concerned on a level. And because guess what? That that behavior will show its ugly head later on down the road yet again until he, A, does a couple of things. Number one, time. And this is not enough time, Cuervo, for a person who has this kind of problem. Number two, maturity. This guy hasn't proven anything that he can be maturity. Now, is he saying all the right things? Yes, but it's always wonderful if you have a publicist to write everything that you're going to say. So I'm not buying up on that either. Okay, so when you connect those two as far as time and maturity in the real way, then maybe he's ready. But two years away, no, he's not. That's not enough time as far as I'm concerned regarding behavior. Now, football is not a sport that really generates, you know, all the best upstanding citizens in in the world. Obviously, look at the murderer that's in the Hall of Fame, Ray Lewis. Um, you know, it, you know, you can go that route. But Johnny Manziel, we've seen all this coming, Cuervo. If you remember correctly, you get up on our show when this guy was over in college. We were saying this guy is going to be trouble before he even stepped into the NFL. And guess what? We were right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you can just tell. I mean, actually, you know, when you think about it, Sonny, here. My, Baker Mayfield reminds me a lot of Johnny Manziel. You know, I control. Do you, you think he's that uh, high, though? <laughs> Let me interrupt. You think he's even close to Johnny? I mean, I've seen the things that that Mayfield did, but I don't even think it comes. Does it come close to what Johnny Manziel went through, or am I just missing something? Well, I mean, maybe off the field, no. But when it comes to the attitude on the field and the cockiness okay. that he brings. And the the things that teams don't like about him, it's very similar to a Johnny Manziel. It is interesting, and you know, I yeah, didn't so, know how I mean, cocky that, he is because I haven't kept track of that. I knew how cocky Manziel was because he was in he was in the limelight for all the wrong reasons, more so than being cocky out on the football field. I mean, if well, you go back just, and look at. 
I mean, I, what I was going to say, Sonny, sorry for interrupting, but I was going to no. say is I'll just put it to you like this. Johnny or uh, uh, Baker Mayfield has been quoted, all right? This is not a rumor. This is something that he actually said. He says he's the one guy that can turn the Cleveland Browns around. Now, I don't know if that's confidence or that's just him being stupid or, you know, some people are taking it as cockiness. Immature, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what has turned people off about him. So (laughs) That one's almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't, Cuervo, because if he doesn't say that, um, you know, then what is he really thinking about going to the Browns? And he said it now. So, so it's damned if you do. You know, I I don't know if I would. I don't know how I, I, I being the guy that might have the bullseye on your back to go to the Cleveland Browns. Um, I don't know how good that would make me feel. <laughs> Where I I don't know. I don't know how how much that would make me feel. But guy, I think I think there are other teams that would. I, I mean, the Browns should. I think there's just better quarterbacks than, than that Baker Mayfield dude. I, you know, they're better quarterbacks. And, and now look at where what happened with that Mantell. Was he picked in the was he he was picked in the first round late because the Browns had two picks, got some picks, came back up and got him in the late in the first round, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, then I, you're right. I I could I mean if the hype wasn't there for Baker Mayfield. If you took the hype machine out of this Cuervo, I could see Baker Mayfield slip into the second round. But the hype is what's keeping them in the first round. Yeah, and 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 that, and that's another thing too is is how he's they're similar to each other. Is the hype of of these two guys? I mean, they're both they were both Heisman winners. Uh, yeah, they were both guys that uh, you know are a little undersized compared to the to the typical quarterback. And, um, you know, it's kind of like those, you know, like the underdog story. You know, that's what that's what you get with, with Mayfield. And, and that's how it was with Manziel, too, just because of how small they are. And, and people are questioning, well, you know, are they going to make it in the league? And, you know, people try to hype up Manziel. And, and I could see the same thing with, a, uh, with Baker Mayfield. I could see the same right. type of hype. I could see the same scenario where even if it's not – Cleveland that he goes to, let's say the Giants take him in the second round. You know, for some reason he slips to the second round, and he just it just doesn't pan out. It's going to be, in my opinion, very similar to the Manziel story with with Baker Mayfield. Just really quick, Cuervo. I you know this is just we got only about ten more minutes left to go in the game. All right, show um, my thinking. And the way I look at it, you know, Manziel, wash. What does he, you know, what does he, you know, Manziel, um, Baker Mayfield, and Lamar Jackson all have in common? Um, Heisman. Thank you. That's and so, I'm sorry, it scares me. I, I that that so I know okay. folks. I get. I, I think get I know it. where you're I going with that. It's almost like a as, curse. It's almost like a curse. I mean, I, I, I just can't remember, and I'm not saying that I should or would or even care because I think the Heisman Trophy is a joke. I it never goes to the right person, regardless, because Lamar Jackson getting it in 2016 was the biggest joke ever. 
uh, take away from that. Um, I look at the Heisman, you know, it doesn't tell anything about a player, especially, you know, Lamar, Lamar Jackson and Johnny Manziel, guess what? They remind me of each other. They really do, Cuervo. They remind me of each other, um, the type of player that they are. They, you know, but Lamar Jackson doesn't have the off-field problems that I know of that Johnny Manziel has. But, you know, man, right. you know, I, 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 I look at the um, uh, situations at quarterbacks, and I see what they, what they did. Uh, who was the, who's that young cat? That is the quarterback in, uh, coming out of, playing out of FSU. Um, his name is slip, slip in my mind, but he's he's um, he's the quarterback I think of the um, of the um, of the uh, Buccaneers. Oh, Winston. Who's, yeah, Jameson, James Winston. Jameis Winston. Now, and, and Lamar Jackson and Jameis Winston. Um, you know. They kind of remind me of each other too, Cuervo. The way they play the game, you know, that kind of reckless abandonment that you have um, in, in playing the game, you know, and, and taking those chances and going through that. But the only difference is Cuervo. That yeah, or there's yet another difference in those guys is is that Winston is also a Heisman Trophy winner. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying Winston is a wash. Because actually, he's kind of improving over the last few years. But the difference between Winston and those other guys is is that he actually got he won the uh, Manning Award. So that's the difference. I, those other ones we're talking about, guess what? The the Manning Award wasn't there. Now, and I'm not saying. I mean, you look at this kid, Winston. I mean, he had the off the field problems, but the other guys didn't get as far as I know, and I might be wrong. Hadn't got the Manning Award, so. You know where? You know I think there's a difference. I mean there's some there's some differences about who these guys are and what they are what they're about. But here's you know I I don't know. It's really interesting to see where this one will end up. Yeah, it is. It is going to be very interesting, Sonny. Um, I I, I can't but no, wait. I mean, I'll put it out there, Cuervo. You know who I can't wait to watch this year is Winston. I want to see where he is after coming up to injuries and everything else and where he's at. I can't wait to see him play this year. I'm not saying they're going to win that division, but Cuervo, you and I both know we were looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this in this division that they play in in the NFC uh, in the NFC South. I mean, it, they could have I think if Jameis Winston's 100% ready to go, they would have had it. Well, maybe not. But I think they would have played better than they did this year, obviously, without him. Right. And, you know, and and I'll admit it, you know, you can go back and listen uh, if you want, but I I picked Tampa to win the division this past year. And that that blew up in my face. Actually, I had them in third. Yeah, but but I I thought they would challenge for, if it got crazy, I thought they could challenge for that one or two spot in the south. Um, which didn't happen, but um, yeah, wow, it, it, those guys, those guys, all those names I just mentioned: Jameis Winston, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel, all of them Heisman Trophy winners. And the only one that's really kind of Absolutely. standing out right now, the only one standing out right now is is um, Jameis Winston. So, and, and then 
then I, and I don't know. Did the quarterback from Houston win the Heisman Trophy? What's the kid? What's that cat's name? I forget his name. From Houston? Yeah, the Houston uh, Texans. The quarterback got hurt. Um, oh, Deshaun uh, Watson. Yeah, did, uh, did, did Deshaun Watson ever win? Did he win it? No, no. Actually, uh, two. Well, in two thousand and I forgot what year it was, but when they beat Bama in the uh, national championship, I think that was the year Derrick Henry won the Heisman Trophy. So got it. And, yeah, and yeah, I think, look, yeah. Look at what people right. look at what people are talking about Deshaun Watson, Cuervo. I mean, mm-hmm. before he got hurt, man, they were talking rookie of the year. And they were talking rookie of the year. He made the all rookie team, uh, but they were talking rookie of the year. So, you know, and not only that, he also, and I'm just looking at his bio really quick Johnny United's Golden Arm. To me, that means something. That's Johnny U. That's an award. I mean, that's, that, I think that's a legit award, along with the Manning Award. I think those are, and he's won that twice. So I look yeah. at the differences, not Heisman Trophy, winning the Manning Award twice and the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm. I, it, this guy's going to do something. These other guys, they don't have those. And, and I'm not saying, you you know, you should look on someone who gets a trophy as someone better than it. But when it comes to certain types of accolations that you get, Johnny United's Golden Arm and the Manning Award, that means something from the quarterbacks, I think. And those other guys, they don't have them. No, they don't. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, that's the difference between, you know, yep. a guy, you know, the, 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 to me, I mean, you can make the argument, yeah, the curse of the Heisman, that it's become yep. a curse. Where It's a bad one, too. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is a bad one. You know, where, again, uh, guys that win it, don't they don't get to the uh, – they don't win championships. They just don't. I think Jameis is the last one that did it, and that was, what, four years ago? Yeah, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that's, it's, it's, become, it's become a curse, Sonny. I mean, you know, watch guys, they're like, no, nah, I'm not interested in Heisman anymore. <laughs> really interesting. It it does build bridges. It helps them move up, but I don't know how much important it is anymore. But we'll see. Well, that's going to do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We knocked out three hours. We'll be back next week here. Not sure of the time. That will float. We'll find out when we do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That being said, if it rolls into the afternoon. New name for that show will be the High and Tide. Everybody, we're out of here. Hope everybody has a great Sunday. We'll catch you next time here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye.